Blog Talk Radio. I guess we'll give them both, you know what I mean? And the Steelers did a number this week, so I know he's he's 
He's unless he's he might be on daddy duty. So let's see how loud he is. Steelers won. Okay, so usually he's loud when the Steelers win, unless he's on daddy duty. Then then the old lady be like, yeah, you go ahead and do your show, but you better keep your voice down. Okay, that's all I'm saying. So let's find out. K Star, welcome to the Madden Voice. Yeah. What up, fellas? I'm on daddy duty, but I got some space between me and the little girl. She's, it's all good. It's all good. All right. We like that. We like that. Well, we expect Dr. Train momentarily. One, one, I'm a t- I promise you, Madden Voice, the Madden Voice Nation, one show, we will start on time and all four hosts will be here. It's going to happen one week. I, I promise you that. I, I honestly thought it would be this week, um, but that's that's not the case. We are missing Dr. Train, so hopefully he um, he he uh, joins us momentarily. Um, all right, so um, let's 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 just dive right in. Um, I'm gonna juggle the agenda just a tad bit because Dr. Train isn't with us. So let's go right to you know, um, K Star made a made a statement. On his Facebook page, you know, K Star doesn't post on the Madden Voice Facebook page any football stuff. So I have to actually go to his personal Facebook page to get football stuff because that's where he posts everything. You know, he don't come and post it on the Madden Voice. Guy's a co-host of a very popular show, right? But no, he won't go and post it on our Facebook page. So I got to go to his Facebook page and 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 read things and and then and then steal them off his page and bring them to the show. So I'm going to read his post. This is K-Star's post, Sunday, okay? And I want to read it, and then, I, and then I don't want K-Star to say anything just yet. I want to get JB's response to this, okay? Antonio Brown is just next-level greatness. Please don't compare other wideouts to this man ever again. It's just plain stupid at this point. 12 straight games with seven catches or more NFL record, Okay. And it was some dialogue. I don't really care about the dialogue because, you know, these guys don't know football. Like, we know football, so who cares about the dialogue? Um, JB, that's K-Star's position. And um, I'm curious what you think. Hey, Star, why did you post that? <laughs> that was good. I mean, come on, come on. Come on now. I mean, really, why you did there? you post I'm the, the last sentence, because of it being an NFL record, okay, I can go with that because you can't – that that can't be questioned. That, that is a fact. But everything else, why? Why? What? Are we forgetting why? about all the other receivers out there before him and, and the ones that are, are playing now with him? Who's playing? Hey. Who, who's playing? Oh, hold on. Stop it. Stop it. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm allowed to be a homer on this because this is this is this is too obvious at this point. There is no one at this point who disagrees other than people who are vested in the other wideouts. There is no receiver better than Antonio Brown. I do not want to hear anything. Antonio Brown had ten degrees of separation between him and his man with every route he runs. It is ridiculous. Did you see what he did to the map? You know what? As a matter of fact, have you seen what he's done the past three seasons? This man averages of over a hundred yards a game. This man averages over 120 yard, or 20 catches of, uh, a season, and he's getting better and better and better. And this man keeps breaking records. He's on. He, you cannot. And you know what? Uh, kind of told me uh, another another data point in this whole thing is you know the New England Patriots. What they're best at doing is taking away the uh, offense's best player. Well, they could have taken away Antonio Brown. 
even still. That man had a harder 30-some yards in touch. I mean, the fact of the matter is, like, I, I just don't know what more he can do. Like, I don't think there's literally anything else that this man can do. I wouldn't be surprised at the end of the season this man has 1,800 yards. He's just on this next level, this next tier. And it's not a slide against any other receiver. Julio Jones is awesome. Des Bryant's awesome. These guys are awesome. But, dude, this man, like, like, I'll put it like this. When Odell Beckham looks like a poor man's version of Antonio Brown, that's saying something. He can't be guarded. Period. Um, Jay, would you like to retort? Because you can't, I get you know you missed last week, so I I figured you might be chomping at the bit. If if you'd like to retort, I I, I will by all means. I gladly would. I think first, let me say this: Antonio Brown is a bad man, no question about it. Take nothing away from him. With that being said, there's a few key parts that you're missing. Number one, the time of the times. It's it's a passing time right now. There's no more. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Everybody is trying to throw the ball, so you're going to automatically have high stats because of that. Secondly, you're also forgetting the fact that the referees are causing everything now. You can't touch a wide receiver if you're in five yards. You you literally can't touch. It's two-hand touch. So I would expect to see receivers like Antonio Brown be able to have these record-breaking type of, of, of stretches. Because look at the, the sign of the times right now. Like I said, it's not only passing, but it's also looking at the referees and how the game is, is called and how the game is played. So to say that he is by far the best wide receiver out there and everybody else is not even a conversation, that's a bit of a stretch. That's a bit of a stretch. I give him his prop, but you you really bringing the milk and cookies tonight, boy. You really bring the milk and cookies. I don't think so, because right now you're talking narrative, and they're all playing within the same rules. The problem is no one can touch Antonio Brown to the last scrimmage. He's too quick, and that's the thing. They try to jam him. They can't. Go well, look out there, man. They have been, they've been back there either. I mean, shoot. Oh, yeah. That well, let's see Castle or something like that. Let's see how he does then. Ben actually helps him out, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Let, let, me, let, me, let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. Um. Obviously, last year when we were talking running backs, Agent Peterson was out, and we said a lot of things about, you know, we spent a lot of time going back and forth between Le'Veon Bell and Des Bryant. Um, Calvin Johnson was injured, and so we we spent a lot of time on who's better. Um, I'm sorry, did I say Des Bryant? I'm sorry, Le'Veon Bell and Demarco Murray. I apologize, and. You know, K-Star had his points, I had mine, total yards versus rushing yards, you know, and I I still stand by last year for 2014, I will still say the best running back in the NFL was DeMarco Murray. I will still say that, and we're going to get into Mr. Murray in a little bit, Um, but I still stick by that. Um, But every time I said it, I said, Adrian Peterson ain't playing, (laughs) because if Adrian Peterson's playing, he's the best running back in the NFL. Since he ain't playing, I'll go with DeMarco Murray, okay? Um, this year, right now, I'm going to tell you, Des Bryant's the best wide receiver in the NFL, period, okay? However, Des Bryant's hurt. He ain't playing. We ain't going to see Des for a while. Um, I have to say, 
that while Julio Jones is playing like Julio Jones and Julian Edelman is doing what Julian Edelman does in that system, I, I really can't argue for once. I can't really argue with K-Star right now. I have to say in all honesty, because I pride myself on being a football guy no matter what and being able to separate my loyalties from football, which is something I always yell at K-Star because he cannot do. I feel like I can do. And I honestly, in my heart, if, if everybody is healthy and playing at their best, I say Dez is top in the league because he can do everything Antonio Bryant can do, and he can do everything that Calvin Johnson can do. So that's my number one guy. But Dez is hurt. He's out. Can't count him now. He ain't on the field. He ain't sorry. You got to be there to be considered the best of something. Being injured and on the sideline means you're, you're out of the conversation. You're exempt from this discussion until you get back on the field. Madden voice, all feuds on the field. When I watch Julio Jones, I'm impressed. He's Des Bryant-like. He's Calvin Johnson-like. The guy is a phenom. He's, he's that level. But I got to tell you, man, that dude, Brown, no matter what, he's a smaller dude. He ain't 6'2", six, 6'3", six, like these guys. And they can't stop him. Nine catches for 195 yards? Are you kidding me? Nine catches. I, 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 I honestly, right now, K Star, and I rarely disagree with my brother because he 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 knows what he's talking about. But I gotta give it to you, bro. I gotta give your boy his props right now. I gotta say, nobody playing at a higher level right now than that dude. That dude is that dude is is. I I can't even. I I am running out of adjectives to describe what he. They try to jam him. They can't stop him off the line. Little dude, 5'10", 195 pounds, whatever. They try to bring a safety over the top. They can't stop him. Triple team him. They can't stop him. I, it, it's, I watched the game. I, I didn't watch the whole game, but I caught highlights and, you know, went on the Internet. And stuff. I said, oh, my God. Because I wanted to come on the show and shut K-Star down. I wanted to come on the show and say, K-Star, let me tell you why you're full of, you're full of beans. I, I, right now, I can't do it after two games into this season. I mean, we can look at stats, and we can say, you know, he's got the most yards in the league. But, you know, Jones is right behind him, 50 yards behind him. Jones has more catches. Elman's got more catches. There's a couple guys. Keenan Allen had that monster game, so he's up there. You know, there's guys. In, you know, we can do the stat thing. But just impact in that game, man, on that team. And y'all got Bell coming back this week, too? Ooh, I can't wait. So I, I, I have to say right now I can't I, I I have to be a man I have to be I have to be loyal to the game and I got no issue with that statement right now my only issue is you didn't put it on the Madden Voice Facebook page you put it on your page yeah you, you, uh, yeah you gotta put send it on me uh, the log you used to send me the, you, I used to have it you got to send me the login just post it right on the page you ain't got just post it like you post it on yours just put in the Madden Voice and just bam that's all you gotta do you ain't even gotta go through all this post it bam that's all. Just post it, you know, and we'll get a little dialogue on on the Madden Voice page too about it, you know. Um, Sounds good, um, but yeah, hey, I'm glad you're back now. Like the thing is, like, I, like I'm not even being a homer about it. Like, I mean, listen, I can be a homer about certain things. It's like I don't even have to be in this case. It's like just when you watch him and his biggest play against the Niners on Sunday was actually against like a a, a, a man cover too, or that safety help over the top. He's just. They tried to jam him at the line and have the safety run over there. They just couldn't catch him, and and he caught that ball. And then he did that that crazy little joystick spin move, and it was just, man, he he, he 
I'm just happy he's a Pittsburgh Steeler. It's 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 fun to watch him, man. He's just. And I will say this: there's, that there's Jay, no answer Jay for him. Says, I will say this that I do agree with Jay on this. Um, he definitely has the benefit of having one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Big Ben is, you know, we, we we joke about the four horsemen and all of that, but you know, if 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 we stick with the four horsemen and who knows, I mean, Peyton is still looking like he's got something left. Drew Brees is hurt now, but let's take those four guys out of the equation. When we look at the next level, de- definitely Ben is right there. There's no doubt. I think Tony, you know, when he's healthy, is right there. Ben is a, Ben is an exceptional quarterback with with two Super Bowls and. Having a two-time Super Bowl champion that's agile and mobile and makes plays in the pocket like Ben does is certainly helpful. Yeah. Um, so I, I will agree with Jay on that point. Um, but but what that what that boy has been able to do, and now it's becoming like year after year now. I mean, it ain't even like an anomaly. It's becoming a it's becoming a pattern. And when you, and you gotta at some point you gotta say, okay, well, damn. <laughs> I mean, damn. you know, so I, I'm gonna give yeah. it to you. But you know, K Star. The commissioner T giveth, and the commissioner T taketh away. Because now, I don't know where Dr. Train is. I was trying to wait for him, but, hey, he gets here when he gets here. But now, I'm, a br- I'm bringing you up to just bring you right back down. Because I believe it was you last week who said the great game DeMarco Murray was going to have against them Dallas Cowboys. I believe it was you yeah. that said that he was going to run all over them Cowboys and that he was out to prove a point. At that that Jerry Jones didn't pay him, and he was going to make Jerry Jones uh, miss what he what he lost, and all. I believe that was you last week that said all that noise, and I believe it was Commissioner T that said, "Oh, stop the music." Maybe it's the Cowboys are going to make Murray realize what he lost. He took the money, but he went to an inferior team. It was Commissioner T who said that scheme don't fit Demarco Murray. That now it's all over. Now everybody now it's all over. Everybody's saying it now. Oh, he's running east and west. That's what I said a week ago. The scheme is not right for DeMarco Murray. That's not what he does. Chip Kelly is an arrogant son of a gun. And he thinks he's smarter than the rest of the NFL. And K-Star, you drank the Philadelphia Eagles Kool-Aid. How are you feeling now after two weeks, K-Star? Hey, you know what? The Kool-Aid isn't as good. i got to be honest. I was waiting for this topic um, because, you know what? I, too, was souring on not DeMarco because, listen, DeMarco actually, when he, we're given the opportunity to run without a defender right in his face as soon as the ball is hiked, he made plays. He he was the only Philadelphia Eagle who played with passion. And, you know, I felt for DeMarco Murray. You could see how bad he wanted it. He is a true competitor, and I'm a DeMarco Murray fan. However, Chip Kelly pissed me He pissed me off. All right, because, pause for a minute. Let's back up. Before you get into that, let's back up. I want to make sure I heard what you said. You said – when he was given the ball and there wasn't a defender in his face. In his face, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, um. Yeah. Ain't that the point of the game? I mean, you can't just cross by that like that ain't the whole point of the game. That means no, the no, offense. No, 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 no. You watch the game. You watch the game just as I watch the game, and let, we all saw what happened. When the ball was hiked, this man, the offensive line, let these guys come right through. This wasn't anything that was on DeMarco Murray. This was everything that was all over the line, miscommunicating and looking sloppy. And this was also on Chip Kelly being so arrogant to keep running shotgun sweeps. Like, that was just the thing to do after seeing it not work. Oh, wait, 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 hold it, hold it. Stop, stop, got to stop for a minute. He ran the same 
scheme in the preseason, and you said this is going to be the most explosive offense in the NFL. He ran the same scheme against the Falcons, and it picked up a little momentum in the second half. And you said they're going to – you know the scheme. You've seen the scheme. But now, all of a sudden, it didn't work. Now you want to say it's Chip Kelly's fault. This is what he does, and you swore by it. K-Star, you said this is going to be the most explosive offense in the NFL. And that's what he tried to run. So you can't now come back because it didn't work and say Chip Kelly's an idiot. Yes. Well, here, hold on. here's the thing. Yes, I can. And here's why. Because at some point you have to adjust. And you're, you you touched on it. He was arrogant. And he didn't adjust. He kept running the same run play. And while scheme is, is terrific, and I do think it's a scheme that actually will eventually work, the problem is right now is that off of the line isn't picking up on it, isn't, isn't blocking it effectively. And as a head coach, if you are – listen – if your team is not being able to run your plays effectively, you've got to change up your play calling, and he refused. And that's what pissed me off. Yeah, because and now, people like you said he didn't have to. People like you listen, said, listen. I watched people him in like preseason. People like me said it will work. The face of it will fear. Work. It, You're going to fear it will. this man. Didn't, that, didn't you post that? Yeah, yeah. And I stick by it because I think DeMarco Murray will rebound from this. I think they will get it corrected. However... My, my biggest issue, though, is just the, 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 the arrogance of it, of the not changing it up whatsoever. Like, here's the thing. Again, while I think the scheme eventually will work, you still have to have more plays featured in it than what he did. And, and, I, and I know he does. I've seen him run uh, off tackles and, and power uh, uh, running plays. I was that shotgun set. Hey, and I think the biggest issue – Listen, hold on. Pause. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to shut up and I'm going to let I got I got a, a audio clip I want you to hear. Okay. And then and then and then let's hear what you have to say. Okay, this was going viral and this I said this clip says it better than I could say it and I got I was able to get the audio cuz it was a video on Facebook and I was able to get the audio. So just listen very closely. This is an Eagles fan leaving the um the the Eagles stadium right after the Cowboys game. So listen very carefully. I've walked out of this stadium upset. I've walked out of this stadium angry. I've walked out of this stadium disappointed. I have never walked out of this stadium embarrassed. And right now, I'm embarrassed as an Eagles fan. You know, you you traded away LaShawn McCoy because he didn't fit your style. He didn't fit your system. And you traded him for a linebacker with an injury problem or an injury history. Well, now, Kiko's got an ACL. And I lost count of how many rushing yards we went backwards. We can't run the ball. But Evan Mathis, an all-pro guard, is too old and getting paid too much. Too old getting paid too much. We can't run the ball. We can't block anybody. We signed Byron Maxwell. We trade Brandon Boykin. We can't cover anybody in the slot. You know, you, you, you got rid of a lot of these guys, Chip, because they weren't Chip Kelly guys. Well, maybe, just maybe, Chip Kelly isn't a Philadelphia guy, and we should get rid of you. 
I've never left the stadium embarrassed like I am right now. Fix it. Oh, God. That's just Philadelphia. That's just Philadelphia, man. Gotta love it. Hold on, we've got... I love Philly. Hold on, let's bring on the man with the philosophy, Dr. Train. Welcome to the Madden Voice. What's up, fellas? Sorry for my tartness. But yeah, work, we are here. Work. I am holding K-Star accountable. K-Star trying to change it now. K-Star is oh, not saying. No, you are, because now you're saying. First you said, you said, he's got the most feared offense in the NFL, and Murray's going to run all over you guys. It didn't work. Now you're saying, well, he should have adjusted. He should have changed. He should. He should. He should have changed. The, he should have changed the scheme. I mean, football is about adjustments. Because it didn't work. Dude. Because I told you that the NFL is catching up to him. I said this on this show prior to the season. Everybody, not everybody, but you, you were saying, did you see these guys in the preseason? I said, yeah, because these teams ain't going to show how to stop it in the preseason. They'll wait until the season comes, and they're going to show Chuck Kelly, you got your little gimmicky, hurry up, no huddle, Madden, Madden glitchy offense. We got you. Come on, bring that, bring that. In Atlanta with Dan Quinn, former Seattle Park defense coordinator, said, I got something for you. And then the Cowboys, who see the, who've seen this twice a year now for three years. Yeah, come on, bring it. With our running back, who who knows that running back better than the Dallas Cowboys? And they shot him down. I don't want to hear he made he didn't make 13 carries, two yards. He made no plays. I want to hear he made plays. He, that, it had nothing to do with DeMarco Murray, though. That's all I'm saying. They, they did, not, they did not block a single player. That offensive line did not block anyone. <laughs> Maybe they she couldn't was, block anyone. They couldn't. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, we saw the game. You're right. He got the Murray was the only one playing out Philadelphia on Sunday that had any sense of pride or passion. He was the only one who like he gave a shit. If I'm a yeah, Philadelphia Eagles fan, that's the only player I'm proud of, frankly. You know why? You know why? Because he's oh, playing against team. That's the only reason. And he was embarrassed. He's playing at home against his former team, and he was embarrassed. because and he, he, said, and he felt like he didn't get the ball enough. I either. left Dallas, and I took the money, and I said Philly is going to win a Super Bowl, and in two games, I have 11 total yards rushing. And the record there, buddy. And haven't even sniffed the win column yet either. And we're 0 2. And Sam Bradford looks lost. He looks lost. You're a college quarterback that talked you into coming. And he was the guy, Murray, who's saying, Give me the ball. Give me the effing ball. The audio's out there. Y'all better give me the effing ball. Well, we gave you the yeah, ball. Yeah, he's talking to Chip. He was talking. And, hey, I don't disagree with you. I'm not blaming DeMarco completely. I'm not. I, I, I know how this game is played. What I'm saying is the scheme that DeMarco chose to go be in that I said would not be as effective because defenses have had time to study and figure it out. And I, everything I said, I can't, I can't believe how right I am about this. I said yeah, they want that, to run that, that, Murray. He's not a sweet runner. You got to run north and south with him. What happened? He, I said he, he, he's a one cut runner, but he has to have someone cut the backside. So has to block the backside. Yeah, but, yeah, but, they, but that's not Murray's game. Do that with Sproles. Murray isn't a sweet uh, guy. He's a one 
cut runner, man. He, he will At one listen. cut, not sweep. Either straight eye formation up the middle or one cut, but not a sweep, not a toss. Yeah, no, the sweep, that's what, I, I, this sweep was tipping me off. That's all she's talking about. Because they weren't blocking, but, blocking the backside. But everybody knows Chip Kelly's scheme. And when you take a running back like a Murray, that that's not his run, and he's going up against his former team, you did, I told you he was, that wasn't going to work. And he's part of a running back by committee. Yeah, can, can I tell you why I think oh, the reason why it's not working? By the way, real quick, maybe before you interject, just just a real quick observation. Huh? You guys remember in the preseason when Sam Bradford took the hit from Terrell Suggs? Yep. Since then, from what my eyes have seen, they do not even try to act like Sam Bradford's ever going to run that ball. Like the, the, there's like no there's like no like attempt at a zone read, uh, and and this that defense line is crashing because they know Sam Bradford's not going to run the ball. And to that to that point, that makes your point. See, it does that. Yes, team wise, maybe the Bradford Murray combo isn't there, but Chip Kelly oh. and them, I think, will make the adjustment. And go ahead, Train. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, first of all, it was Sam Bradford making it getting hit. Sam Bradford is not a mobile quarterback at all. Period. Okay, Nick Foles fits that team way better than Sam Bradford ever will. Uh, secondly, it's not a game. All he does is run a bunch of damn plays as quickly as he possibly can so he can tire out the rest of the team. Unfortunately, this is the NFL. People will catch on to it eventually. So it took a year or two, and now everybody has as much stamina as your players. Your players don't have any more stamina than the other team does. They know what they're in for when they get ready to play Philadelphia. Oh, they're going to run a lot of plays. We're prepared for that. So as long as you can keep up with stamina, everything else is just regular football. And, and let me remind you that the Eagles lost three out of four to end the year last year. So we can honestly say that yeah. after Thanksgiving, uh, people started catching on. Yeah. Go ahead, Frank. I'll think that. And as far as, as far as DeMarco Mary, I mean, he, he, DeMarco Mary is one of those is one of those running backs that you have to feed him. Mm-hmm. You can't really be a running back by committee because that's, that's – that's not what we saw in Dallas. He was he was getting fed, and he is a North and South runner. The funny thing is, um, when you read when you read everything going over over the off season, you know they were saying, "Oh, Chip Chip Kelly wants a North South runner." That's that's the reason why he got rid of Deshaun McCoy. But that really wasn't the reason why he got rid of Deshaun McCoy. Uh, but that's not how his that's not how his plays are called. So he doesn't call for a North South runner. His plays call for someone like Deshaun McCoy or Darren Sproles. So when he signed, when you already signed, when you already have Sproles, you traded off with Sean McCoy, you go and sign DeMarco Mary, it's like, hmm, question mark. And then you get Ryan Matthews, who's also more of a North Star runner as well. Uh, the dude doesn't know what he's doing. I, I disagree with this <laughs> entirely. I, I disagree with that, though. So. Uh, you can, but he doesn't know what he's doing. His dude. No, 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 no. I think, I think I'll let, let, me, let, me, let me finish. I, I'm going to let you have to say, but let me just say this last thing. When Tony Romo went down, and I'm looking at the score, I'm like, oh, the Eagles should be able to come back. They should be fine. That was going to struggle. I mean, top top quarterback out, they still couldn't do anything. Dude, that That was an utter disaster. It was an utter. That's going to be pathetic. That that game was pathetic. Uh, It it really was. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. It was. It was awful. But okay, so think of it this way. Think of think of it this way, and then I'll let you respond. But think of it this way: the reason I say what I say is, okay, they ended the season. They lost three out of four. He has a plan. He has a scheme. He went out to get the players he wanted to fit his scheme. Okay, there's a difference between looking at a team and saying they're close, they need a little more time together, and it ain't working. What we're seeing ain't working. Other than two quarters out of the eight that they played, and honestly, I think Atlanta was just gassed. I think Atlanta was just gassed. I don't really think it was working. I think Atlanta just got tired. That's what I think. Because yeah, that's saw- what right. Right. Well, I know it is, but we saw when you have a Dallas team that, that runs the ball and holds the ball and keeps the ball for 35, 40 minutes, the defense never got tired. And the Eagles yeah. never could get it going. Never. Ever. Well, and so my point is, he went out to get his guys, went into the preseason, played his guys, scored 40 points a game, 4-0, 3-1, whatever their record was, and everybody's saying Eagles to the Super Bowl. Then when the game counts, nothing happens. Now, I know it's only two games, but it's still two games. <laughs> it's still two games, conference games, one division game, that they just stunk. Not, well, close. could Like the Giants, different discussion. <laughs> Mental mistakes, you know, but the Giants look like they're right there. The Eagles look – freaking the Redskins look better than the Eagles. Who would have thought that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I I do want to clip this narrative a little bit because Philadelphia should have beaten Atlanta. So they they had a missed field goal at the end of that game. And, yeah, that first half didn't play well, but we did see a sneak peek of how how they could look when they're clicking on all cylinders. However, (laughs) obviously they took about 10 steps backwards against Dallas. And the problem with Chip Kelly's offense at times is if you're going three and out, you're just hurting your own defense at that point because you're tiring out your defense rather than tiring out the other team's defense because – only, that quick pace offense only works if you're moving at converting third downs, and they couldn't do that against Dallas. Um, they said they're going to reassess. Honestly, uh, my biggest thing is just the, the intra-game management in Chip Kelly. I'm sure that they were going to have some good stuff that they worked on this week to, to try and improve, but they got to play New York Jets uh, this Sunday, and that's a tough God, That's a great defense. Mm. At least that's what it mm. So they got their mm-hmm. work cut out for them, that's for sure. And, you know, 0-2, you've got about a 12% chance historically of making the playoffs based on history as our guy. The Colts did it last year. 0-3, it's like almost non-existent. And going up against the Jets, um, and I believe it's in New York. I could be wrong. It is. Um, no, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the way them boys. in the bottom of the yeah. I mean, I just – I don't believe in Chip Kelly. I told you guys that. I never believed in him. When he was 9-3 and three and he whooped up on us at Thanksgiving, I said, okay, he got us. And I told you then, I still don't buy, I still don't buy the gimmicky. I don't believe in gimmicks in the NFL. Gimmicks are short-term, like you, you throw it in to throw the defense off, but you don't make your whole offense a gimmick. And that's what he's done. It's a gimmick. It worked in college because you're dealing with kids. Now you're in the NFL dealing with multimillionaire men that want to win, that are getting paid as much money as you are to win. And those coaches, they're, they're not going to sit there and get embarrassed. It's not going to happen. No. And, 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 and that's why I said I was very clear on this show. I don't buy it. And so far after two games, I'm absolutely right. I'm absolutely yeah. right. 
I'm absolutely right. Um, See, that part so one thing that I really wanted someone to pick up on was how he was at Oregon. Because when you look at first string versus second string in college, there's a huge drop off. When you go mm-hmm. first string, mm-hmm. second string in the NFL, not as much of a drop off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you have that mindset, you think, well, I can keep running folks in and out. Well, no, you can't. You can't do that. Not at the NFL level. You just can't do it. So if you want to be at this high pace, high velocity type of, of, of game that you want to play, it's not going to equate to the same type of success that you had at Oregon because of the personnel change that you have going from first string to second string. And you got to keep rotating mm-hmm. folks in and out. It's not going to be successful like that. And 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 Marinelli is. I mean, I know Train loves Marinelli, and I see why Mar- Marinelli is. is he, this game man. is. He was a. Did you know they were subbing, but they had a system in place that even while they were doing the hurry up, they were able to sub guys in and out. They practiced yes. this. They weren't. It wasn't like Atlanta where Atlanta couldn't do it. Dallas because they see him twice a year. They knew as soon as the ball boom. In and out. And they had guys running on and off the field and kept these guys fresh. Combine that with the offense chewing up clock. I mean, it got down to, okay, you gotta, you, you're not going to tire us out and win that way. Now you got to execute. And they couldn't do it. They could not out-execute Dallas. Bottom line. And I think they're going to run into a similar problem with the Jets. That Jets defense ain't no joke. It ain't no joke. Man. Todd Bowles, what? them boys playing. Todd Bowles, our former, our former Man, Darrell mm-hmm. Revis. I feel I feel so like good. going back. Remember I so had that conversation good. about Darrell Revis on the show a few weeks ago? I, man, I'm, yeah. I'm starting to say maybe that guy knew what he was talking about. Good God. Darrell Revis is So in case y'all didn't catch it because it's late-breaking news and, you know, if you're working or whatever, um, we're going to talk about Romo in a, in a second. But um, the Cowboys have signed Matt Castle from the Bills. And um, they traded away a uh, uh, fifth-round 2017 draft pick um, to the Bills for our castle. And so, wow. the, yeah, so what I did, I went real quick to try to figure out what their plan was. So what I'm being told, my sources are saying that it is unlikely Castle will play Sunday. It's just not enough time for him to get up to speed. Um, so he'll be the number three emergency quarterback. Kellen Moore, who played – with Lenahan, offense coordinator in Detroit, it was on the practice squad, so he's got some experience with the system, and he's being called up. He's going to be the backup quarterback next week um, behind Whedon, and then Castle will be the emergency quarterback. Um, so they'll, they'll have enough of a package for Castle just in case. And then the, the plan, however, because Romo, you probably did hear, was put on the eight-week injured reserve destined to return. So he will be back in eight weeks, but he can't come back sooner as far as gameplay goes. So the plan is Whedon's going to be the starter. That's that. Um, and if Castle picks up the offense quickly, um, you know, maybe by the Patriot game, um, he's now the backup and Moore goes to number three. That's, they, they want a veteran as the backup behind Whedon. And, you know, we all know what Castle did in, in, in uh, New England behind Brady when Brady went down. And, you know, he's, he's not your best option, but he's, he's got a lot of experience. And, you know, you, you want a quarterback that's going to keep it together and try to keep this thing afloat 
while we wait for Romo and Dez to come back. That's really what you, what we want. Jay, I'm going to turn to you because, you know, I can talk Dallas all day, but I don't want to steal all the Dallas talk when I got my, my, my knowledgeable brother who's also a Cowboy fan on the phone. Give some thoughts on the Cowboys without Romo and what do you think their chances are? They got the Falcons. They got, uh, they got the Patriots. They got the Saints. Um you know, what what are your thoughts on the Cowboys without Romo, without Dez, and their chances moving forward? Well, the thing about it is they're playing in the NFC East, so that's a benefit for them. The fact that they're 2-0 and and they're 2-0 against division rivals also is a benefit to them as well. I mean, you think about he's got to be out, he being Romo is going to be out a minimum eight games, so let's just say it is eight games. If they're able to split it, they're 500. They're still 6-4, and four, and chances are they're still probably in first place, so what they need to do is basically have a game where the offensive line is really going to control both sides of the football. Eat up the clock, try and keep the defense fresh, hope that, that Marinelli can continue his magic on, on the defensive side and make it an ugly game. If, if they can continue to do that, they got a shot at staying in first place. So they just have to put those two stats together and make sure they can weather the storm. And I think they'll be all right. Okay. Um, hey, Star, I want to ask you, you you being a Steeler fan, I actually got to see Brandon Whedon when he was with the Browns. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Brandon Whedon now taking the taking the helm? Is, is Dallas done? Is this guy like, you know, I mean, now let's let's be clear. He came in and went seven for seven against the Eagles and, and preserved that victory and made a nice touchdown pass to Terrence Williams on the uh, overpaid – um, clearly a product of his scheme, Byron Maxwell. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts on Whedon? Do you think, I mean, if you're if you're Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, or Jason Garrett, is Whedon your guy, or are you going out there trying to find somebody else? No, Whedon is not my guy, and that's why they immediately went to the phones and got Matt Castle. I think that says a lot in itself. Um, he, I mean, and, I mean, obviously his situation is much different than it was in Cleveland, but in Cleveland, he had weapons. He had Josh Gordon. They had a pretty good offensive line. They had Jordan Cameron, and he just would make mind-numbing plays where inexplicable turnovers would occur. And I, I think that maybe the fear in Dallas, uh, especially without a, you know a Des Bryant to at least aid him and help him along the way. Um, I, I I think Dallas just has to go really run heavy, uh, you know, for for the next couple of weeks to try to get, get through it as much as possible before handing it over to Castle, uh, which I think they'll have to eventually do, who is a definitely, in my in my opinion, a much better player than Whedon, uh, from, just from what I've seen mm. in Whedon's career. Really? Okay. Yeah. Was that you, Train? Yeah. <laughs> do you, do you, I, I was going to ask, but, go ahead, go ahead. I don't, I don't think them going to get Castle shows any lack of faith in Whedon. Is, uh, the backup behind Castle is, a you know a guy that was on the practice squad. So I mean, being a veteran in the league accounts for something. You don't you don't just dismiss that. Castle is a is a veteran. So I think as long as they can ride with Wheaton, as long as he's productive, I think he will remain the starter. And uh, like any team that loses their starting quarterback, of course they got to lean heavy on the run. They kind of go. But I think the big the biggest factor for for Dallas, as I, as I see moving forward, would be how well the defense uh, continues to step up and continue to play. Well, Train, I'm glad you said that because 
you're my defensive guru. I know you love defense. You are a student of defense. And I also know you've got a lot of experience with Rod Marinelli. Do you think that this defense, with what you saw from this defense, can keep the Cowboys in these games? I mean, you got you got the Falcons coming up. You got the Saints coming mm-hmm. up. Now, we don't know the status of Drew Brees. He may not he may not be playing that game. Um, but if Drew Brees is playing, he's he 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 hasn't been the stud we're used to. But at you know he's still a four horseman, and on any given day, that guy can light it up. And then of course, you know we got one of the greatest of all time coming to Dallas, Tom Brady. You know, um, do you think with what you've seen from this defense and what you know of Marinelli, can these guys step up and keep the Cowboys in these games? so that the season isn't lost? I, I think when you – I hadn't seen the full I – I don't know the, the full slate of, slate of games. I wish I had that in front of me. I could, I could really tell you what. Um, I would say just summing it up, against the teams who I would consider to have powerhouse offenses, if they can constantly flood you at any given time and have a bit of a defense that can that, – that, that will stifle whatever – you know, whatever the Dallas offense can can uh can accomplish without Romo and, and Dez, those may be your toughest. Uh Atlanta and the Patriots be your toughest. But the way with some of these other teams are, are playing, uh, yeah. I mean that defense is known to create a lot of turnovers and can pitch a shutout. It's a very it's a very strong bend but don't break. And he knows how to prepare the players for for a game. So the better that defense plays, the better off Dallas. Because I, I, I truly believe that offensive line can do enough to, to 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 run the ball. And I mean, Wheaton doesn't have to perform a miracle. He just needs to not lose the game. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, let me say this, um, and I appreciate everyone's comments. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys believe in Wheaton. He's their backup. Castle ain't getting that unless Wheaton doesn't perform. They didn't bring Castle in to be the number two. If they wanted a number two, they would have went in the offseason and found Castle or whoever in the offseason. They carried Whedon over from last year um, for a reason, because they felt he was the best available guy to back up Romo with their system. He's more comfortable in the system this year than he was last year, his first year in the system. Um, and you could you could clearly see the difference in that Philly game, seven for seven. And that great pass to touchdown. So Whedon's going to be the guy unless he either gets injured or unless he really implodes. Then, of course, they have a veteran to go to. But Castle ain't getting that, ain't getting that starting job just because he's got more experience. It ain't happening. Um, secondly, um, just remember that after four games, Greg Hardy is back. Rolando McLean is back. And those are two um, – very important parts of our defense. The following week after they return, we should get Randy Gregory back, who already showed um, defensive end brilliance and being able to rush the passer. So that's three at linebacker and defensive line pieces that is coming back to Dallas. And welcome back, Sean Lee, because that boy was everywhere. Okay? He's healthy. Yeah. And, and so I have – and you know what? I have given Morris Claiborne as much criticism as anybody, and I got to tell you that boy's playing this year. So I have a lot of confidence that the defense can hold it together. What we need from Brandon Whedon is not to lose the game and not to make any big mistakes. Don't try to, you know, you know just stick with the system. And the other thing I'll mm-hmm. say, and then we can move on, is 
That touchdown pass, do you guys know who called that play? It wasn't Scott Linehan who called that play. It was Tony Romo. I don't know if y'all know that. Tony Romo called that touchdown pass to Terrence Williams that sealed the game for Dallas. What does that tell you? Romo's going to be on that sideline. Whedon is going to get the advantage of Romo's experience, especially division games where he's played against these guys. But no matter what, Romo's been in the league a long time. He knows the system, and he is a playmaker. And Whedon, he's going to be right there to help Whedon through these games. He ain't going to be sitting home healing. He's going to be right on the sideline. It might be uh, – he's not going to be offense coordinator, but trust me, if he says to Linehan, yo, you need to run a post route on that one because the, the, the safety's coming out, Linehan's going to say, okay, Tony, because even though they both played the game, Tony's played – these guys that are out there, Tony's played against them. These guys on Dallas, Tony's played with them. He knows what they can do. So I feel pretty good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not naive. You, you don't have Dez. You don't have Tony Romo. Yeah, that that hurts. If the Cowboys were at full strength right now, I, man, y'all wouldn't even want to do the show with me. Y'all wouldn't want to do the show with me. If the Cowboys were at full strength, you would have Orlando Scandrick and all those guys, the suspensions, I, you know, I, Orlando McClain's suspended, Hardy's suspended, all, everybody's healthy, and we don't. We just have minor injuries like most of the league, but nobody. Man, y'all wouldn't even want to be on the show with me. You wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. I'm just saying, just send me, matter of fact, just send me the Super Bowl now. Hey, hey, anybody gonna hey you know what, though? You know what, though? I, I did warn you guys, and I talked about it at length before the season began, that it was entirely likely that with Romo having to pass the ball more this year, that he would likely get hurt because of the volume that he would have to incur without DeMarco Murray this season. And already we've seen it. So they better get through the stretch, and I think they can. Because, uh, yeah, I mean, come on, man. That's, that's come on. That, you know what? You can try to, to downplay it, but it wasn't exactly unpredictable. It wasn't exactly too surprising. I mean, we, we had to pass the ball like much. You could get you could get hurt no matter if you throw the ball one time of course, or one hundred times. It just doesn't matter point, whether you get the hit. The point is when you expose yourself more to contact by throwing the ball more, that was a risk and I mean you know, sometimes injury issue. K star. K star. K star. That happened. Stop. Stop. Foresight. Stop. There's there's K star. K star, K star. Just, just you, 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 de- you dangle on lack of credibility when you make asinine statements like that. Okay, it's the second okay. week of the okay. season. Okay, but you know what? I, I said that was a risk going into the season. He threw. He All threw. He was eighteen for twenty-seven in that game. Okay, it's a risk every play that every NFL player faces that they get hurt on any given play, especially the quarterback. It's part of the game, and it's a risk. Whether you whether whether you throw the ball fifty times a game, Tom Brady threw the ball sixty times. How's he doing? He threw the ball fifty nine times Sunday. He didn't get hurt. So it, it you know it's, it's zero. It's one has nothing to do with the other. It could happen on any given play. Jordy Nelson's out. He didn't play one play. It could happen on any given play. Let's not. Let's not. Let's not. Let's you know stop. Let's just just stop. Let's just move on. Let's just move on. Every time I get – Mr. Beginning part where I actually told him that I actually can't argue with his statement that Antonio Brown um, is the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. I said I, I can't argue that point. DeMarco, um, Des Bryant is out. So when you're injured and you're sitting on the sideline, you can't carry the title of the best. Because, well, I, 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 these are my words. If, if that, I, these are my words. 
Okay, you don't get to say my words from me. If Dez was playing, I still think Dez is the best in the NFL, period. But I can't give that to someone like last year. What I said, Train, was Adrian Peterson wasn't playing. So when we talked about the best in the NFL, we looked at, you know, uh, uh, DeMarco Murray. We looked at Le'Veon Bell. We looked at a couple other backs. But we didn't talk about Adrian Peterson because he wasn't playing. And we always said, well, Adrian's not playing. Peterson's not playing. I say the same thing now. Des ain't playing. He's not part of the conversation. I had to say, I can't argue with K-Star about Antonio Bryant. The guy's, the guy's sick right now. I can't argue with him. But, you know, I give him a little something-something, and then he got to try to run with it and talk about, well, I told you Romo might get hurt. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, what's going on in New Orleans? What is going on? They're 0-2, and now we're hearing reports that Breeze, uh, the same shoulder – for those of you who uh, you know don't follow the NFL like we do, um, Reese had to totally reconstruct his shoulder. I actually saw the game live when he was with the Chargers, and he made that pass, and ooh, it was ugly. Um, and the Chargers went decided that Philip Rivers was going to be their man. I mean, Breeze made it easy. Oh, your arms all messed up. Okay, um, Rivers, you're our guy. And um, Breeze went to the Saints. And went and actually won a Super Bowl, and Philip Rivers is still trying to win a Super Bowl. So who got the last laugh on that one? But he did have an injury. Uh, it looks like a strain rotator cuff, and people are saying that he could miss a couple of games. That combined with man, oh man, I mean, train. Did you? I don't know if you're following the Saints or not, or um, I, I what? I mean, I, I'm about to call them the Aints again. They look, they look. Ter- and matter of fact, frankly, at this point, even if he does play on Sunday, he's on my bench. I'm sorry to say, Drew Brees. I got Carson Palmer, who has twice the fantasy points of you after two games. Um, you're on my bench, whether you play or not. I'm going with Palmer <laughs> Sunday. That's it. I can't. I can't. I'm losing games. I can't do it. Um, but what's going on with them Saints, Doctor Train? Um. A lot. So offensively, you get ready of your, you know, you trade away your most dangerous weapon. Jimmy Grant? You know, yeah. Loomis says, oh, we got to go in a different direction. It's like, okay, whatever direction that is, uh, Marquis Wilson has, he disappeared. No, Marquis Colston, sorry. He's, he's, he's disappeared from the offense. <laughs> no one knows where he is. That round pick that broke out, and and he's just he he's gone. You have, I mean, he was a, he was a top he was a top guy, and he, he's probably not even on anyone's team as far as fantasy football is concerned. And people were looking for players like Brandon Cooks to break out, and some of these other wide receivers that we don't even know the names of. You still need talent, and the one thing that I think gets taken, that's kind of gotten taken for granted in 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 the, the for the Saints offense, kind of as the years, in the past three years, is the decline of the offensive line. It, it got worse each year, and this year, <laughs> it's really bad. And you know, considering that Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith, and then Tampa Bay was embarrassed the week before. Oh yeah. They 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 aim not to be embarrassed again, and they they drill McCoy. Well, you know, let me say yeah. this: thank God for uh, Sam Bradford, or you know, um, because he's about the only one playing worse than uh, Drew Brees. I mean, when you look at quarterback <laughs> ratings through two weeks, 
and you're looking at the top of the list, you've got Aaron Rodgers, you've got 128.8, you've got Big Ben, 122.6, Tom Brady, 119.9, um, Mariota, um, probably off of uh, the first game, he's still at a 129.9, um, Andy Dalton, yeah. 120.3, um, even, um, even a Tyrod Taylor. Um, 103.9. I mean, you know, Romo 98.8. Um, Philip Rivers 106.8. Right. Um, Yo, where's Jay Cutler? Where, where's Jay Cutler? Uh, Jay curious. Cutler is 78.5. So thank God you got Jay Cutler. Um, and and Drew Brees 82, <laughs> 82.0. Um, even Eli Manning, who hasn't been lighting it up, 89 quarterback rating with 158.3 is a top for anybody out there um i probably should i like espn's better the, the qb the, their qbr versus the nfl's but what my point is is this is a guy hall of famer super bowl champion got records you know i mean and usually a fantasy monster and i train you hit it right on the head and he really he i mean they let jimmy graham go um, they really, they expected Brandon Cooks to be kind of the heir apparent. He hadn't done anything. Colston just he's he's like a Keyshawn Johnson. He's more of a possession receiver. Um, but the offensive line isn't giving Breeze the right kind of pressure, the right kind of time. I mean, the Saints look. I'm back. They're the Saints again. They're looking a mess. They're looking a whole mess. Um, Drew Breeze isn't Drew Breeze anymore. No, he really isn't. I'm telling you, we're. We saw, you know, we I, saw it actually even last year towards the end of the season, he was struggling, and, and the I, Saints were getting blown mm-hmm. out at home. I, I'm trying to tell you, I was I was really close to saying we need to rethink the four horsemen, and I was ready to say Brady and Rodgers obviously are still the two best quarterbacks in the NFL. In the NFL, I'm ready. I was ready to yank out Breeze and take a real close look at Peyton Manning, although. Peyton's, Let's Peyton's. put in Big Ben. What? Yeah. Hey, I, I'm trying to tell you. I'm, I'm, I was about I'm ready saying. to look at Ben. I'm about ready to look at Tony Romo and say, we got a new four horsemen. That's where I was. Now, Romo's nope. hurt. So. Honestly, honestly, if Romo, I mean, I don't care if they really hurt because he's still, for me, that that is a top four right now. Because I know Peyton, yeah, he's still here, and yeah, he threw three touchdowns. But he, it's just, it's a struggle, man. He did something man. right with Peyton. Am I wrong? Am it, I wrong? A, no, you're not wrong. You're not so wrong at all. Peyton struggles. I think Father Time has said, you better hurry and finish out this year, bro, because you on borrowed time. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yep. You look at the eye test, you can tell he just doesn't look like himself. And, and the sad part is, this is himself. That's the sad part of it. This is him. Yeah. He just doesn't look like the Peyton of old, so I this is his last year. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, no, Jay, Jay, you hit it right on the head. I, I mean, and his, and just for the record, Peyton Manning's quarterback rating is seventy four point two. I mean, so it not only is the eye test, it's the stat test. I mean, he, he just he he's not he's yeah. not himself, and I don't think it's injuries per se. I mean, maybe the cumulative effect of the neck and all of that, but I really think the guy's thirty nine years old. I really think this is it. I mean, you're gonna have to really try hard to see if they can keep him fresh toward the end of the year and maybe try to do one last playoff run with him. But I, I agree. I just, you know, I, I think Peyton at this point and Drew Brees at this point, I, I really wouldn't continue to, condu- you know, to say, yep, four horsemen. You know, it, Train when Train came up with the four horsemen, one of the things we talked about is on, on any given time, these quarterbacks can pull out a win. These are, these are guys that you, you don't ever bet against coming down the stretch 
any of these guys, you don't bet against Tom Brady. You don't bet against Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, or Peyton Manning. You don't. Go into the fourth quarter down by 10 and give these guys the ball. Look out. And I agreed. And I said, yep. Now I'm looking at Big Ben. I'm saying, shoot, when Antonio Brown playing the way he's playing, Le'Veon Bell coming back, and the defense isn't great, but that offense is looking phenomenal, I'm starting to say Big Ben is a guy I ain't going to bet against. And you already know how I feel about Tony Romo, the most fourth quarter comebacks in the NFL since he became a starter. So I, I don't know, guys. For me, it really is. And and real quick, because he's great, and I, and I love his talent, but, but the, the anointing oil that has gone for Andrew Luck is just a little bit too much. And I know it's easy to say that now because he played two bad games, but I live here. I've seen a lot of Andrew Luck, and he's really good. But one thing Andrew Luck has done since he was a rookie that he has not cleaned up is he throws way too many jump balls up there for defenders to pick off. He just throws when – he, when he's under pressure – and especially this year more than than the others. I'm not sure what his deal is, but he has just been throwing out these, these, these ducks, these, these these passes where the defenders can get their hands on it. And he just throws too many uh, possible interceptions. So I think Andrew Luck will get there, but I, I think people annoyed him too early. JB, what do you think about Andrew Luck? Do you agree with, do you agree with uh, K-Star? To a certain extent, I mean, we got to also, because I watched the game last night, and he was under duress the entire night. Some of those throws that he had that were picked off, the run is entirely his fault. When you've got an offensive line that's got some holes in it, it's been very porous, and he's had to take off and almost act as if he's Michael Vick. He's out there running for his life. So when you when you have pressure coming up the middle, you got pressure coming from the side, and you try to step up. And you've got a decent defense back there at the very least. Obviously, the Jets are more than decent defense. You've got people that you normally can pass it to that are covered. You have to now take off. So you're trying to add a dynamic to your own game that you're really not used to. So you're, you're kind of not being yourself. Now that you're not being yourself, you feel like you have to do something because the offense as a whole isn't clicking. So he's doing more than what he should combined with the fact that he's got a porous offensive line. And they had a ton of penalties, too. Every time Gore ran for 10, 5, 10 yards, it was being called back for penalties. So you take all that, sum it up together. It's not just him. It's that entire offense. It, you know, to be fair, his offensive line in Pagano actually said this, too, which I thought was interesting because it's his own head coach. His offensive line play has not been very good since he's been there. But – this is offensive line play or, or, or run game. I mean, yeah, that, yeah. Plays into and not having a run game. He, he doesn't have much help. No, he doesn't. But what I will say is, and it's, again, really a small sample size, only two games. But I, I find it odd because he usually is a guy that tries to break those sacks, tries to shrug those defenders, all a kind of Big Ben-like. Um, but he kind of has just been putting the ball up in the air, just, just – not eating those sacks, not having the plays, just just almost seeming tentative a little bit, and I get it, but man, it, well, he's, I'm sure he's he, really he's not worried. That's all it is. He's pressing. Yeah, he is pressing. Trying. He is pressing. That's what's what young right. quarterbacks do. When it's all on their shoulders, they press, they try because you know they feel like they got to do something. And right, I mean, you think about it, it's no different than how Romo was early in his career. He was getting mm-hmm. pressure, trying to do too much, and then he gets me throw interceptions. It's no different when yeah. you have it. The train is exactly right. you got a young quarterback that's trying to do too much, and it's going to appear as though he doesn't have a grasp of the offense or he's not clicking. Uh, he's he just trying no, to do no, too no, much. I, I, we, we all agree with that. My, my whole thing, though, is 
people annoyed at him too early. Well, I mean, I, let me put it to you this way. I, 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 you, got, you guys are right about pressing. We see it now with Sam Bradford. We see it now with Eli Manning. And, and Eli Manning is an experienced quarterback. But let the Giants get down. He presses. And I tell you, every game, Eli's going to give it to you at least once. Something's going to happen because he's pressing. Um, so I agree with that. But I don't think he was anointed too early. I think the guy came in and did – I mean, right. he came in and he lit it up. He did some really – you know, right. he he did. He was very successful. I mean, they went to the playoffs. He he and a lot of it was. I mean, he did have turnovers. I will say that he had more turnovers than than you want at that position. But he was very productive. I I don't think he. I, I mean, yes, he's not Andrew Luck going to Canton. I would you know. But I mean, it's no different than this guy we used to have on this show. Maybe he's still here, and and had Cam Newton in the Hall of Fame at at, at, at season two. Um. So, you talk about anointing bills. Yeah, yeah. There was a guy. Well, I have a lot more good calls. I have a lot more good calls than that one. But my, my whole thing though is with Andrew Luck. With Andrew Luck is uh, like to me, to me, he's still a top five. But I think there's a distance between the four quarterbacks that I consider the, the new four horsemen and, and him at number five. And I've seen players and and, and analysts having as high as number two. So when I say that. I, I just mean in terms of that context. That's how I feel like he's been noted a little too too soon. There's there's some things that need to be fixed around Andrew Luck, and I guarantee be. you, if those if you when you fix those things, you will get much better play out of him. And he and I don't think he's been doing it too early at all. But the one thing I did want to say, I know we switched over to quarterback talk. You know the, the issues with. With with the Saints, one thing that, that wasn't mentioned, it's not just all that that offense. Uh, Rob Ryan is pretty much the defense coordinator simply off of his name because I haven't seen him create anything substantial there or solid since he's been there. I haven't seen his defense carry over from one season to the next to be dumb. But that's what he's brought in for. Hmm. Good point. I don't even have a retort. So the Saints for that. have Good more. They, they have more than just the offense that's the problem. And that that defense yeah. is he's he's supposed to be one of the most premier defense coordinators. It's Rob Ryan. Yeah, and you know, and the thing about it is, what really amazes me is people. You know, and I'm not. I don't mean to bring everything back to Dallas, but it is what it is. People always say Jerry Jones should get a new a general manager. Jerry Jones can't be the general manager. He's his ego with this, that, and the other. All of a sudden, the last year we haven't heard that, have we? We have no one's complained about Jerry Jones being the general manager. Put together a pretty good team, didn't he? And one of the things he did was he got rid of Rob Ryan. Got rid of him. Said he, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. And this is a guy from the faunted Ryan defensive, Buddy Ryan defensive family tree, and he ain't done crap over in, in uh, New Orleans. Nothing. So um, I just got to say, maybe Jerry Jones knows a little bit more about football than people give him credit for. Just, just saying. Maybe he does. But uh, to Train's point, absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. Um, I don't believe that Rob Ryan has had a team that he has been a defensive coordinator that has gone better than 8-8. Eight and eight. Check it out. Research it. I do not believe that he has had a team that he has been the defensive coordinator for that has gone better than 8-8. Eight and eight. So what does that tell you? What does that tell you? Okay. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, last quarterback we're going to discuss right now before we get into talking about uh, some other stuff. Um, 
we you know we we got we got to we got to go to Dr. Train man and say I, I, you know be careful what you wish for bro looks like your boy Cuddy might be out a couple weeks hamstring um Jimmy Clausen coming in I mean you know is it at the is it at the point where you know it doesn't matter because this ain't going to be your year, or are you thinking Clawson may have? I mean, I don't know where your thoughts are because your Bears are 0-2. Um, the Lions are 0-2. <laughs> Told you I didn't believe in them Lions. I believe I said that, and <laughs> so, so far so good on that one. Don't believe in Matt Stafford. I'm trying. Remember, listen, if, I'm going to give train to Florence. Like, just remember what Commissioner T always says. With everything else being equal, we got to look at the head coach and the quarterback. Those are the two most important positions you got to look at when assessing a team, head coach and quarterback, okay? And when you look at Detroit, hey, I, I, I got no problem with the head coach now. I got a big problem with the quarterback, and they're 0-2. When you go to Chicago Bears, I ain't got a problem with the head coach now. I got a big problem with the quarterback, and they're 0-2. I'm just saying. Okay, Dr. Train, your Bears are 0-2. Cutler's out for two weeks looking like. Clawson looks like he's the man. How do you feel? Is this a chance? Can Clawson, you know, can he can he revitalize the Bears? It's only two games, so is he, you know, can he re- bring you guys back, or is it over? Or tell me what you're thinking. Uh, to to, to uh, put any faith in Clawson is simply wishful thinking. Um, I understand that that you're a number two quarterback for a reason, but it's a huge drop off between Jay Cutler and Jimmy Clawson. <laughs> And it's mm. already a drop off between Jay Cutler and some of the top quarterbacks in the league. So I for one would tell you no. I I don't I don't wish I I, I Jay Cutler is our is our quarterback. And and I'm like any 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 other fan of any other team, I want my team to win. If Jay Cutler, if we gotta win with Jay Cutler, then we gotta win with Jay Cutler. You know? And quite the depth. Before the interception, that game was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. It really was. I don't know if y'all caught. I mean, if y'all got if y'all got NFL rewind, just just watch the game up until Jay Cutler threw his interception. It was back and forth. Mm-hmm. Minus our special teams being like, I don't I don't know what what's what was going on with our special teams, but you know, minus the opening kickoff return for a touchdown, you know, we were we looked pretty good with Jay Cutler at quarterback. He hadn't missed the throw. And then the interception came, and then the diving tackle, and then everything went downhill from there. But, um, no, I would rather this brother be healthy, be our quarterback for this year, maybe prove that he deserves some of that money. Uh, I don't really have any faith in Jimmy Claus. Um, we probably would go 0-4 before Jay Cutler returned. <laughs> huh. I could about guarantee that. Because it's next is Seahawks, and then it's Oakland, and even Oakland has a better team than we do at this present moment. Uh, especially with you know not having Jay Cutler quarterback, because he can he, he can he can make the throws. It's just that he's prone to throwing that one interception. He's going to give you a chance. Um, you know, yeah. it, you know, Jay Cutler, you know, and it's funny because we all watch First Take as much as we can, and I sometimes feel like maybe they record our shows because I hear some of the stuff we talk about on their shows after we talk about it. Stephen A. Smith says exactly what I have said about Jay Cutler. I mean, 
I swear to God, I want to find a clip of me talking about him and then find a clip of Stephen A. Smith and play it and, you know, go sue him for plagiarism or something. Because what I said, where Train at one point argued with me and doesn't argue with me no more, was that Jay Cutler is a very talented person, but his sideline demeanor, you know, his, his, his I kind of don't care look and his lack of intensity and, you know, all of that, I think it's a problem. And a few years back, Train was like, nah, that's just who he is. And then Train was like, you know what, T, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You, you, you're probably right. I'm that was last year. Cousin. I yeah. agree with you. That was yeah. last year. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, so, but I, my main point right now is we beat up on the guy a lot on the show, but let's be honest. The guy's talented. The guy can play the game. It is never a yeah. time that you look at him and say, why is he a quarterback in the NFL? He ain't Tim Tebow. Okay, he can play. It's just something missing. It's something, you know, that that doesn't that doesn't make him be, you know, the army or whatever, and military be all you can be. Something just ain't quite fair. Whether it's his personality, his attitude, I don't know what. But something. So, just so give me a so give me so give me a second to defend the combine, him. That's for sure. Give me a second to to defend him from the for, for the first few games. Last year, T, you one hundred percent. I definitely do. I felt like Cutler gave up. I felt like he didn't give a shit. That's to be totally honest. Okay, because I watched him play the game. It wasn't about. I I really don't care about the whole sideline. I care about the gameplay. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me see your gameplay. And from his gameplay, like he didn't care. This year, that wasn't the case. Just within these first two games, that wasn't the case. But I mean, he's still big color. He's still prone to 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 you know throw an interception here and there, because you know the dude's a gunslinger. So I thought he looked pretty, yeah. pretty decent this year so far. He, I mean, it's he, he got so hurt. far he did. That game, he had not missed. He had he completed every pass up until the interception, and we were moving the ball on Arizona's defense, moving the ball, converting third down, getting downfield, anywhere from 12 to 16 play drives. Okay. Yeah. In the interception. Mm. Mm. 0-2. All right. Um, it is, it is what Clawson. it is, man. Jimmy Clausen. Yeah. All right. Yes. Um, so this rolls into our next topic. Um, I'm stealing K-Star's bona fide or bona front. So, of the 0-2 teams that are out there, and let me read them off to you. We've got the Ravens, 0-2. The Texans, the Colts, same division. We've got the Giants and the Eagles, same division. Lions and the Bears, same division. The Saints, and then the Seahawks. Of all of these teams, who's bona fide? Who... And each of you get the answer. Who do you think has the best chance to revitalize, pick up their season, and make a playoff run? Start with you, JB. Uh, the the one that I think has the best chance, a lot of people say Seattle, a lot of people say the Colts. Something tells me I have to go with the Giants, to be honest with you, just because of what we've discussed already with with Eli yeah, you're right, T. He, he'll, he'll give you one good one. He's bound to give you one good one. But they've been right there in both of those games. I mean, they're one mistake away from being undefeated right now instead of winless. They're in a division where it, it's weak. 
Dallas is banged up. Even though they got a good offensive line, there's still, still a lot of question marks a lot of people have for them. I would be more fearful of the Giants just because of the fact that they're almost there in the division that they're in. Seattle's got, Seattle's got Arizona still to, to contend with. Indianapolis, even though that division doesn't seem as strong as we all thought, they're still not clicking all together. they got the new parts that they're still trying to work with. So, for me personally, I'd say the Giants have the best shot. Okay. JB says the Giants. Dr. Train. Wow. You know, I call you, I call you, I call you. I call your brother as a voice of reason for for a reason. <laughs> and after hearing that, it does make a lot of sense. Um, Seattle does still has Seattle has to contend with everybody in that division, not just not just Arizona, St. Louis, and 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 the Forty ers Their division plays them tough. Um, the Colts look lost. <laughs> they look a little lost. And and Andrew looked that that offense can't get on track, and that defense just is like non-existent almost. So um, I will still uh, just give a slight edge to the Colts because they've done it before as as a team that can turn it around. And no doubt, I do believe you know the Giants are in a in a good position only because Dallas is suffering injuries. But even with Dallas injuries. Uh, they, they, they because of that division, they still have a chance to keep themselves alive, and you know, uh, the Giants still even if they do well with some of their division games, they still have to contend with the rest of the with the rest of the conference. So I, I still give a slight edge to the Colts to be able to turn around that way too. Okay, K Star. Yeah, I, I pretty much have the same uh, response. As Trent had, I, I picked the Colts, and, and for me, it's just relative to their division. Um, the Bills, really bad matchups for them. Physical defenses that run the ball pretty well, and that's kind of just not at all what the Colts thrive against. Um, so I think, you know, they got some really good matches coming up. You know, they play Tennessee twice, they play Houston twice. Houston doesn't have a quarterback, Tennessee just still too young, and um, Jackson was a little interesting, but I, you know, I just the Colts just have more talent than they do. So, uh, I, for me, it's the Colts just because of their division. Um, Seattle has the most talent of any team mentioned, and I believe they're also a playoff team. However, their their battle is just gonna be much harder uh, because again, the NFC West is just brutal. So, K Star and Train both said the Colts. Yep. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah. Um. This this is you know I put it out here because it's a tough question and I liked it, <laughs> um, you know, the Eagles. I just don't think I think Chip Kelly's arrogance going to be his undoing. So I, I I don't think the Eagles are gonna. I I think they'll have their good games and I think because of the NFC and the Cowboys being a little hobbled, they'll make it interesting. But overall, I don't believe in him. Um, the problem I have with the Giants is you have one game against Dallas and you mismanage the clock and you make coaching errors and you make mistakes down the stretch, and so and you hear about it all week in the media, and then the second, then that very next game you have almost the same situation again, and you blow another double-digit lead going in the fourth quarter and you make poor decisions and mismanage the clock again. I I, I mean that's inexcusable. It, it happens once, okay. Fine. It's the first game of the season. Everyone's still trying to get their legs underneath them. It happens again the very next game, and you blow a big lead. 
Eli fumbles the ball in the red zone. I, and I, you know, I just can't. I can't support that team at this point. I can't. Um, and frankly, as far as where I'm sitting, the biggest problem with the Seattle Seahawks is they don't have Cam Chancellor. So if they wake yeah. up and go get Cam Chancellor, look out. That's the biggest problem right there. The quarterback on their defense is missing. Um, and so that's fixable. They have a Super Bowl winning head coach and a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, I don't think Russell Wilson is designated to ever be a top five quarterback in the NFL, but he fits their scheme and their plan and what they're doing. So I, right now I got to go, I got to go with um, Seattle. I got to say Seattle right now is one player away from changing this whole NFC picture around. If they, if these guys get off their butts, and go out and sign this guy and stop playing around, um, then look out. Because if you think about Cam Chancellor and that Super Bowl against Denver, <laughs> and that hit he laid on Demarius Thomas across the middle the beginning of the game, and that game was at, at that game was lost at that point. It was lost. They they, they were done. Okay? That was Cam Chancellor. They go out and get that boy, it's a, it's another team. And I hope I hope they don't because we gotta play the, we gotta play these boys. <laughs> I hope they don't. But if they go get him, yeah. it's like he's like their Ray Lewis. And I'm not saying he's Ray Lewis yet. Okay, Ray Lewis is legendary, so he's not there yet. But that that's the same. He's got the same impact on that defense that Ray Lewis had on the Ravens. I'll say that. And that's yeah. what I'm waiting. So I'm gonna go with Seattle for that reason. We play him next week. It won't even matter if Cam Chance can come back or not. We still take yeah. hell. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the opposite question now. We've got two and O teams and stealing K Star's uh theme from last year. Who's bona front of the two and O teams? Who just got off to a good start but ain't going nowhere? Okay. And uh I will name the two and O teams. Uh the New England Patriots are two and O. New York Jets, same division. Cincinnati Bengals, two and O. Denver Broncos, two and O. Dallas Cowboys, two and O. Green Bay Packers, 2-0. Falcons and the Panthers, both in the same division, 2-0. Arizona Cardinals, 2-0. Let's start with K-Star on this one. Who is bona front? They're going to sink fast. <laughs> Can you name them one more time, just quick rapid pace? Patriots, Jets, Bengals, Broncos, Cowboys, Packers, Falcons, Panthers, Cardinals, and there you have it. Hmm. This one's tough. Um, I mean, you could say none of them. Actually, that really one is believe. actually kind of easy. <laughs> well, uh, okay. Yeah, I'd probably the Falcons, at least for me. Um, I would say the Falcons. You know, I, I like their rookie running back, Tevin Coleman. He's out for a few weeks, and, and he was really the only semblance of running game that they have. And well, I think their defense has slightly improved. That offensive line in Atlanta still isn't very good, and it's just the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones show. And eventually, well, we've seen that show one too many times, and um, it, it often leads to missing the division title. It's a show, dude. It's, it's, it's a cool show. It's all right. Like <laughs> a hater. Man. All right. It's like know, it's rated, Brown it's rated. Show, dude. You're such a hater, dude. Oh, I'm wow. not a hater. I'm not a uh, hater, man. You are. Listen, that show. You've that seen show it too many continue. times. That show is continued, all right? That show has not been picked up by the playoffs for a while. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man. 
dude, <laughs> dude are still hand. watching that show. Replay after replay after replay, like, how do listen, they do man. it? Are you serious? So, my, my, my whole thing is, listen, my whole thing is, oh, that's all they got. Right? Like, <laughs> that's really all they got. That ain't enough to win the division. <laughs> that's all they got. It's all they need right now because this show looks good. Hold on, Dr. Trade. This is for you, brother. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Man, that was funny. Hey, stop, boy. <laughs> My brother from another mother. You are, you be, boy, you be stressing me sometimes. I love you, though. <laughs> can I go <laughs> next just to call? Yes, Dr. Trade. Who's your bona front of the 2-0 teams, if you have one? To me, it's real easy. I'm simply going to say the Jets. Understand this. Every other team that you mentioned, when you call it the second time around, like all those other teams have been to the playoffs before. <laughs> under, their current, under their current head coaches, with the exception of, well, except for, you know, the Atlanta, not under their current head coach, but they, some of those same players that Atlanta had, they made the play, they've been to the playoffs. But the one that has it is the Jets under their current head coach. I mean, if you just – I'm not – you know, it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long season. It's only two games, but you come out most likely at this present moment. I can tell you, yeah, they still have to contend with the Patriots. And, and as, no, as much as we like to talk about Tom Brady going on decline, I mean, really, let's uh, – hold your breath on that one. <laughs> Hold your breath on that one, cause it's well, not I'm ready, immortal. Ready, no let, time let, soon. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Brady I believe immortal. Mr. T, who came on the show a couple years ago and said Brady might be at the beginning of decline. That was probably the biggest faux pas I've done on the Mad Boys in nine years. <laughs> hey man, that's, worse, that's definitely way worse than the Cam Newton, the Hall of Fame thing I said. No, 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 no. Listen, Brady, Brady was no, 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 Oh, no, yeah, I don't know. No, okay. Because the difference no. is, Brady will decline. Cam Newton ain't going to decline. Oh, he will decline. Oh, wait. Oh, wait on it. The man just wants to win me Yeah. It ain't happening. He he may have a good career and be a solid QB. He ain't going to no damn Hall of Fame. Come on, man. Let's nah, be not. honest. He's not. He ain't going to no. He, he, he doesn't um, have any help. <laughs> I'm still having a train. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. This one, this one, wait a minute, hold on. Where, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I lost it. This one's for Train, because I know Train likes this one. This is for him, because he, this the line of the, man, you better get on that show. This the line of the show right here. So this is for Dr. Train right here. We just, uh, the Bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bullshit? Bullshit. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. That's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I love you, Danny. Love you always for that one, boy. That is epic. You remember the, remember the beer commercial? Man, that guy's pissed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We're having too much fun here. By the way, hey, man, I always forget about you guys. Y'all don't like calling in. Y'all like to do the podcast because I see the numbers. And so you guys listen to us on the way to work or maybe, you know, at home and you're cooking dinner. I don't know. But if you do want to call in, you're always welcome to 347 347- uh, 838-9525, 347-838-9525. You can catch us on Twitter. It's at the Madden Voice. And uh, Facebook, of course, facebook.com backslash 
the Madden voice, you know, always checking you know, your comments, send messages, what have you. We'd love to talk to you. JB, do you have a bone of front at 2 oh. You know, the the one with the Jets, that I can see that as being legit just because of the division that they're in and they, they don't have the experience that New England has. Uh, but that defense is definitely for real. And I, I think I think there might be some truth to what they're doing. So I'd have to go over to the NFC South. And, and it's between the Falcons and the Panthers. And Oh, man. Ooh, I, part of me wants to say the Falcons <laughs> because Devin Coleman, he's going to be out like um, K-Star said for a couple of weeks with the, you know, the the broken ribs or bruised up ribs, what have you. And I look at the Panthers and talked about in the offseason with um, Benjamin going down. You know, that, that that would probably be my one spot where I would go because I'm just not I'm not sold on that team altogether. They, granted, they're 2-0. Granted, they, they, they look halfway decent. But there's just something about that team that just does not sit right with me for them to be a, a legitimate contender down the stretch. So I'll have to go with the Panthers on that one. Man. You just don't like losing to you. Just don't hit one division two straight years. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, First of all, I want to say thank you. None of y'all picked the Cowboys, so I appreciate that. I thought I was really going to have to get up and like get nasty and defend. Well, I didn't think JB would. I actually thought K-Star might say the Cowboys are bone the front without Romo and Dez, but no one picked Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're on the short list of bone the front. Yeah. No, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that no one did that. Um, so now, because you didn't do that, K-Star, I'm going to come. I'm going to come. I'm coming to your world for a minute, K-Star, okay? I'm about to be your friend right now, K-Star. You and oh, I no, you are about to be on the same page, K-Star. Because no. I'm going to tell you. Dad, you doggone right. Cincinnati Bengals is bona fide. Wow. Yes. Marvin was wow. 13 years as head coach. How many playoff victories? Zero. Who's going to win that division? Pittsburgh Steelers going to win that division. I'm sorry. The Ravens ain't showing yeah. nothing. Browns under Manziel? Give me a break. The Steelers look like world beaters. Defense? Questionable. Offense? Out of this world. Out of this world. That's a fact. Okay. I don't know if they're ranked number one, but they're right there with the Patriots as far as the top offense in the NFL, okay? Marvin Lewis can't win a playoff game. Freaking Steelers got Super Bowls. He can make it, though. Mike Tomlin has a Super Bowl. (laughs) Oh, he might make the playoffs and then fall flat on his face like they do every single year. Uh, Another poser. Pretender. I'm Preach. sorry, Marvin. Listen, Marvin, I like you as a person. I can't. I hate going against black coaches. Fought hard to get an opportunity to be black head coaches in the NFL. But if you're a great regular season coach, you might go 11-5. and five. That may happen because the Ravens ain't looking like they're going to do much. We'll see. Suggs is gone, and they're in trouble. Um, the Browns ain't going to happen. Steelers looking like the best team in that division. So maybe you can slide in in a wild card. It might happen. But you're not going to do anything with it. So from my position, you're, you're, you're a bona front. You're fake. It ain't going to happen. I'm sorry. Should have been fired last year, if you ask me. I, you're not in it to, to have winning records. You're in it to win Super Bowls. And if your team can't threat, and as long as he's coaching that team, they will never be better than the Steelers. It ain't happening. Not going to happen. It hasn't happened, and it ain't going to happen. So, and I look, I'm sitting there looking at every other team, and I'm sitting there like, Falcons look damn good. The only other team I looked at that I thought might 
was the Panthers. I thought the Panthers, you know, I'm a little on edge about the Panthers, okay? But that division is so freaking weak. Winning the division at 7-9 and nine and all that, so why? You know, what are you going to say, okay? Um, you look at the, the Cardinals, I don't like them. I don't like their coach, but they're 2-0, and oh, and their defense is for real. And, you know, so I, I, can't, I can't front on them. And Carson Palmer, if he stays healthy, looking damn good right now. Even though I don't like their coach, Carson Palmer's looking good. So, I mean, as I look, of course, Cowboys, Broncos, you know, Peyton's going to be there. Um, the Patriots, they're going to be there. And then the Jets was the team you guys mentioned. But I agree with Jay, man. That defense, you know, same thing we're saying about the Cowboys, man. The Jets, that defense, it's going to keep them in some games. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is actually playing pretty damn good. I so you had to keep it up, JB first, when, when Gino went down, did not, did I not say – the combination of Fitzpatrick and Chan Gailey has been productive in the past. You did. I, I, I will give. I can't. I, you, you absolutely said it. I, you absolutely said it. I, yeah, I, yep. I, you, you absolutely did say it. And um, here you go, JB. <laughs> You did call that one. You did say that. I didn't buy it. I didn't. I didn't agree with it. But you know what? Um, Patrick Fitzpatrick's looking pretty good so far. So right now, K Star, I got your back right now, bro. That's twice I had your back. Hey man, you you are a hundred percent right. You, you're right. That was great. You deserve that round of applause. Frankly, I do. I I I I, I do. I do. Doctor Train doesn't agree oh with me, God. and that's okay. That's okay. He don't have to agree with me. That's okay. That's okay. Next next thing you know, he's gonna be going to family reunion. Get out. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, you guys ever seen the movie Heartbreak Ridge? Heartbreak uh, Ridge? Anybody? Anybody? Well, that's no good then. I can't quote the movie if you ain't seen it. Because there's a part in it. Sorry. Clint Eastwood says, um, that doesn't mean we're going to be swapping spit in the showers. You got to see the movie. It's funny as Oh. <laughs> For some reason, I think I heard that line before. <laughs> yes. Yes, you have. Okay. Um, all right. Quick fantasy update. Um, I'm really digging this DraftKings FanDuel stuff. I'm really digging it. I lost both my fantasy games, so I really got nothing to say. I'm having a problem. Here's my problem in fantasy football right now. My problem is everybody's moving a running back by committee. I can't get a solid running back. Everybody's got two or three running backs getting the ball and trying to determine who's going to get the bulk of the touches and be it's killing me right now. Unless you, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, guys, but unless you were fortunate enough to get a Jamal Charles or AP or one of these, you know, perennial 25 touch a game backs, which is only a handful left right now, um, running back is a very difficult position to predict. It really is. I'm ha- I'm having a struggle in that right now. I'm I'm switching I'm switching guys every 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 week right now. Trying okay. I'm letting him go. I'm picking him up. I'm getting him. I I, I can't. I, it's killing me. It's killing me. It's killing me. But yeah, I, I yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Trey. No, I was gonna say I, I do agree with you. I think that the toughest thing is that you gotta try to is you can't get the premier. I mean, because even even the ones you named, that's few. That's only a handful. It really don't even go past ten out of thirty two teams. So really, you have to look for the running back that's the pass catcher, and that's your guy, right. the Deion Lewis, the the Danny Woodhead. Those are right. the those are the dudes. Sitting on other rosters, but you're right. That's exactly right. Yep, I agree with you completely. Um, but I will say this, and I'm curious to see how K Star was. 
I played DraftKings. I played FanDuel. I did DraftKings. I did the million-dollar thing. I, I actually did better, much better this week. I didn't win any money, but I did much better this week than I did last week. Um, the guy who won the $2 million had Brady, had Gronkowski, and he had Edelman in his lineup, and he won $2 million, so God bless him. Um, wow. But on FanDuel, I did 50-50 again. I bet 25, and I won 45. Back up! So I'm there you go. Building up my, you know, I'm taking a week at a time. I'm just, I'm trying to understand how this works and with the salary cap and doing my little homework and look out. But uh, I'm curious, K-Star, did you bet this week? Did you have any success? Did you, know, talk to us? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I would say I had a lot more success in week one. Luckily, I still came out in the positive. Uh, especially, you know, I got to, honestly, my biggest winning came from, um, Big Ben and Antonio Brown stack and Heath Miller stack that I had. And uh, uh, played your boy Lance Dunbar for, you know, a lot of the things you have to do is, in my experience, is is try to get, like, a decent back. But then you kind of punt a position, right? And for me, I'm DraftKings. I like to punt RB2. Typically what that means is basically it's, like, get a cheap guy who who may outperform their dollar uh, value. So like Lance Dunbar, I think it was thirty two hundred. I think he really only needed like six or seven points to really, you know, be a worthy play. And uh, I think he hit that. I think he had seven points because it's PPR. Um, so yeah, you know, it, it was a really tough week. I got to say, there's a lot of weird, there's a lot of weirdness that went on, a lot of bad performances. I mean, we saw what happened with the Saints, as uh, the Saints Buccaneers game was a landmine. The the Eagles Cowboys game was a landmine. Um, <clears throat> So it, it was definitely a interesting week, but so uh, neither y'all had like Deion Lewis. Uh, I had Deion Lewis in one lineup, and that lineup was pretty good. But um, my my Bills successful lineups were the Big Ben, Antonio Browns, because every time I I had Antonio Brown in a lineup, I paired him with Big Ben, and that was pretty awesome. I, I don't even remember who I had. I just remember I, I won forty five dollars, and I was pretty happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like I I. I was happy because, you know, right now what I'm really trying to do is understand it. And so I'm not putting big money into it, you know, $25, $30, whatever, and just trying to, you know, work it because, I mean, you know, K-Star was right last week. The marketing will get you. But at the same time, the marketing isn't a lie. It just ain't easy. But they're right. Exactly. Someone, you know, they're going to give away $10 million. Someone's going to win $2 million. Someone's going to win a million. A few are going to win 500000 You know, people are going to win. But these guys that are up there, this is what they do. And they're researching. And, you know, it, it, it's it's serious to them. It's kind of – I compare it to day trading in the stock market. You know, guys go and sit, and day traders are watching stocks and are betting – that the shares go up or down just a few pennies, but they've got millions of shares on the line. And if the shares go up a million pennies, they're making three, four hundred thousand dollars like that. And then they sell, and it's done quick, fast, it's high pace. But the amount of research it takes to be able to do that is insane. And I think there's some similarities to these, you know, one week fantasy sites where, you know, if you go and just pick a, you know, ad hoc team and spend five minutes and pick a team. I mean, you know, other than it's like playing lotto, good luck. 
you really, right. I think I'm really repeating what K-Star said last week, but he's right. You really got to do your research. You really got to understand, you know, and, and who is that guy? Who is that sleeper that you can get that's going to be worth the money? Because if you go after all the top players, you're running out of money after four or five players, and then you're, you're, you're screwed. So there's, totally. there's a lot of work to it. So that's what I'm trying to do now is spend time, understand it, and hopefully at some point I can compete and be competitive for the big money. You know, at some point. And you know, always call me if you need advice, T. I'm here for you. Uh, well, well, thank you, Doctor Train. I appreciate that. I do. Well, the I one do. question I do have: so the guy that won ten, two million, like, what did he put in? What did he end up? I mean, how many entries? Could you have, could you have bet twenty five and put in and, and got? That? I mean, I don't. That's the part that I. I are I, you I are you asking if you played with? Are you asking if you played with multiple cards and lineups? Is that the question? Oh, so you play, so you can play with multiple. Yes, you can play you can, with more than just one run. You, right, you can in those like really monster-sized tournaments because that's, I mean, partially that's 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 kind of I think what the sites are relying on though too is to get you know those spots filled as some people play multiple hands. Um, so the you know I guess the idea is you play more hands and the more you know increase your chances of playing, but. It's it's also chances you risk more money though too. Well, let me let me right. let me give you let me give you a real live example of one of the pools that I was in. Um, it was twenty five dollars to enter, and top prize was two million dollars. Okay, so I spent my twenty five dollars. I came in the position I came in, and I did much better this week than last week, and I still came in a hundred and seventy seventh. I'm sorry, 177,775th place. Wow. Okay. The last position to win any money in the pool was 125,687th place. He won $5.84. That was the last person to win money in the pool. So I was, I was 50,000 places behind him as far as winning money. Okay. The top guy that won... Um, his lineup was uh, Marcus Mariota, D'Angelo Williams, Danny Woodhead, uh, Travis. Is it Travis Benjamin? It's Travis, right? Uh-huh. Uh, yep. Antonio yep. Brown, Julian Edelman, Rob Gronkowski, Larry Fitzgerald, and then the Rams defense. And that was the wow. Top. That was Can we, the top. let's talk about that. I see how I see. Wow, that's I see. Wow. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, real quick, just like a quick analytical look at that. So the strategy really there is is you get your studs. Like he got his Antonio Brown, right? And he matched guys in which had upside that were super cheap and super Yeah. I guarantee you, Travis Benjamin. You say you guarantee what? You fade out? You're fading I in and out, either. Okay. Uh, I said I guarantee that he was less than 1% owned, um, Benjamin. And that's what yeah. catapulted him, you know, right? And so he he was like, okay, I love, I love Brady this week. I love Gronk. I love Brown. You know, that's his core. And then he, he felt the in, ancillary guys like, hey, Carson Palmer's playing really well. Chicago's defense, not so great. Uh, you know, Larry Fitzgerald gets a lot of targets. And then again, you know, uh, he took his shot. He took his dart, which was, was Benjamin. Um, and that's smart, you know. A guy. I, I thought he said Marcus Mariota was his quarterback. Yeah. Was, was it Mariota? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he said Mariota. So and that was basically a risk what I can Mar- tell. 
Yeah, I exactly. mean, I mean, right. Okay, but think of it like this though, like. But no, building but a. Let me. This is what I look at when I when I hear that roster. What are their the strategy that I hear is gamble at the QB position because it's the it's, yes. it's the one position that can produce. Yes. Um, and you know you got. You you have you have a lot more options to play because the top QBs I'm I'm reckoning cost. So if you yeah, can right. get somewhere in the middle range, because I think last year I think quite a few people were winning with Tannehill at quarterback, mid mid range, and he was performing really well. And yeah, your right. surefire are the are the receivers that are the top targets on their team. Fitzgerald, Edelman, Antonio Brown, fan, on a regular fantasy football team, you you bound to and win Gronk. them every week. And Gronkowski. And Gronkowski? Oh yeah, yeah. that's so, that to me. I I see the strategy there. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it's think about it like this, right? It's like you go into a draft and you're filling out all your positions and you're waiting to get quarterback last because they're the most replaceable, right? That's what a lot of players do. They're like, all right, let me get my receivers, let me get my running backs, and then I'll get my quarterback later on in the draft. Same thing, same philosophy, except mm-hmm. salary cap built into like it. it. And last year, and last year, uh, week seventeen, which was my best week ever playing. D- DFS um, FanDuel. Um, I, I ended up winning a, a pretty good chunk of change. I led to an I nine come come my way, and I, I built around RG three. Sorry, ass, because he was so cheap. He was so cheap, and it let me it let me get Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham and CJ Anderson, and and you know, so definitely going cheap at quarterback. If they can hit, that's 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 really a big a big part of it. Yeah, and 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 this is what I do. I study the winning rosters, and I do just what Train did. I try to see what the logic is. Here's a guy that won half a million, Big Ben. We know how well Big Ben played. Um, Bernard in Cincinnati, Peterson, Antonio Brown, Fitzgerald, Moncrief, right? That was a pretty good one. Um, Cook, the tight end in St. Louis, Steve Smith Mm. with the Ravens, and then the Cardinals defense. And this guy won half a million. Logical. You know, you know, so, so, you know, it, 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 yeah, you know yeah, it's man. Gamble, but it, it's intriguing to look at what these top guys are doing to win and how you can implement that strategy. Cause that's what I want to do. Obviously I want to win big. I, you know, I ain't trying to win $200. I'm trying to win $200,000. Now the likelihood is slim, but I'm going to try. Why not? You know? So now I'm, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm a guru or anything like that, but honestly, that 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 strategy there has been my strategy in our fantasy football league for like the past few years. I've well, always went low at the quarterback position. I tell you what, I wonder how about Josh McCown? <laughs> I, I have no problem uh, having you. Um, we got to come up with a deal, though. If I win some big money, what's your cut? Because I'm going to do this again this week. I'm going to I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what I've been doing. I do one, the big pool, and then I do one 50-50. You know, and a 50-50 is, you know, where I'm trying to make a little bit of money at least. And then the big pool is just educational. I know I'm not going to do what these guys are doing, but I'm trying to learn. So we can talk, man, if you want to, you know what I mean? Of course, you can go ahead and do your own if you want, but I'm just saying. Uh, so No doubt. No doubt. I'm, I'm, right. I'm there with you. <laughs> All right. All right. And, I, and I do want us to do something, and I will be, you know, K-Star obviously is the guru in this, um, you know, uh, so I, I'm definitely going to at some point in the next couple of weeks um, reach out to K-Star and say, okay, let's do a Madden voice 
FanDuel or a Madden voice and how should we set it up and what do we want to do? Do we, you know, how do we want to play this and, and see what he thinks? And so, um, and let's see. I mean, obviously, I would hope the four of us could be a part of it and then we could reach out to the fantasy leagues that we're in. Um, the ones we're in together, and then the other ones we're in separately, and say, "Hey, Madden Voice, you know, was doing this fan duel thing. Join. It's ten bucks. It's whatever." Um, and then, of course, everyone on the show, you know, we put it out there, put it on our Facebook, put it on our Twitter. Let's see if we can get a hundred guys to be a part of it and see, you know, it's something to try, you know, something to try. Why not, you know? So. All and right. He, isn't it a lot of fun? Isn't it a lot of fun? Oh my God! It really is. Absolutely, yeah. K Star. It's a blast. It really is. I mean, fantasy football, regular fantasy football in our leagues is fun, and it adds an extra dimension to the games. But this is just completely like, this is like, yeah. like fantasy football is like a marathon. This is a sprint. <laughs> this is like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when I looked and I did the 50-50 and it says, you know, we have deposited $45 into your account. Man, I was you know I was ready to kiss somebody. Nobody hear me. I was like happy. I'm like, hey, forty five dollars, hey, you know. <laughs> it's just fun though. Yeah, it's just fun. It's like, you it know, like really I said last fun. week, it's like going to a track meet and having your horses that you bet on. It's just cool. Yeah, it really is fun. All right, All right. let's get to so our before we leave fantasy football yeah. one more time. Go ahead. Go ahead. I crushed it for a second week. <laughs> you just you just a monster. Man. Oh I don't even want to talk about. It. I'm going to. I suck. I, I got, Ooh, I got yes. quick. I'm done, man. I, I suck. But train you, you a monster, bro. You a monster. I'm one on one. I get Le'Veon Bell back. I have a feeling that I, 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 I woke up to sleep. I woke up the giant. I woke up. I had a nerve to say, train. You haven't won a championship yet. Train said, what? Did you what? You caught me out. And now this dude is on a mission. Because you know why? Here's why. Here's why. Hello. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins. You go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire. Get out. I love that guy. All right. Um, All right. Let's go. It's getting late. You know, y'all don't even know. I've been sitting here. I've gone through almost a whole bottle of wine because I can. (laughs) St. Pierre Chablis from 2009. It's actually pretty damn good. Um, I had a one oh, wow. out for for the homie Tony Romo. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is this. I don't even know what we rated this show tonight, but fuck you, K Star. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Let's look at the picks, man. Let's look at the picks. JB, you still there? You awfully quiet. You still there, brother? Yeah, I'm listening and cracking up, that's all. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you hear us clucking, right? Yeah, so you know my nuts ain't far. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Um, <laughs> so, um, as far as NFL Pick'em goes, um, number one was Commissioner T of this group, not of the entire, you know, Madden Voice. We have ten members. Um, two of them haven't picked the game, so really only have eight. But of, of this group, yeah, I was I was the Mac this week um, with 90 points, and um, uh, uh, Ali Quick over there, K Star had 70 points, and then Jay and uh, Doctor Train had 60 points. So if we look at overall the rankings uh, right now, top of the heap, at least for us four, 
is uh, Commissioner T with 230 points. But right on my buttocks is, um, that's from uh, Forrest Gump. He got shot right in the buttocks. Uh, right on my buttocks is Dr. Train at 220. And then right behind him is Ali Quick at 210. So we're like neck, neck, and neck. And then Jay Chill, that's JB, the voice of reason. He's lagging behind it a little bit at 150 points. But it's only two weeks in. So, you know, we got plenty of time to make that. Plenty of time to make that up. So, but that said, let's make some picks now. Let's make some picks. Yes. Um, so we're going to do all 16 games, as we said we would do every week. And some of the games will be quick, and some we may have to have a little dialogue on. Uh, first game, Thursday night game, NFL Network and CBS. I believe this will be CBS's first Thursday night game of the year. And uh, mm-hmm. a game near and dear to my heart and the JB's heart. We have the Washington Redskins at 1-1. One and one. Um, Surprisingly, at 1-1. One and one. Um, going against the New York Giants at 0-2 um, in New York or New Jersey, really. But um, So, JB, NFC East, Redskins at the Giants. Who you got? Going with the Giants. I can't see them messing up three straight games like this. So, going with the G-Men. Okay. Dr. Train? Yeah, I'm not going to hop on their Redskins bandwagon. They look nice. It was cute. But, uh, you know, three straight on the Giants. Nah, I can't see it. I'm going to go with the Giants on this. And mind you, let me say, last week my alter ego made my picks. It was not me. So, (laughs) (laughs) alter ego, that's good. Your doppelganger made them picks, huh? Yeah, he did. (laughs) That's funny. I like that. All right, so we got two for the Giants. Um, Do I hear three for the Giants, uh, K-Star? Nope. I'm going with the Redskins. I'm not okay. He got Matt Jones. That's why. That's the only reason why. I do have Matt Jones. I had I had Matt Jones before the pool. Getting to getting Matt Jones. All right. I got some props from NFL.com today in our league. That was pretty cute. Um, but but uh, yeah, no, I I do like the Redskins. Man, that offensive line looks really good. I was really impressed with what they did to St. Louis. St. Louis's defensive line. And um, let's be real, the 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 huge drop off between St. Louis and uh, New York's offensive line. So uh, I want to go to Washington. Okay. Um, Giants. They're not going to go 0-3. Um, I know they went 0-6 last year to start the season. Um, they're home. They're really not that bad of a team. They could be 2-0. They should be 2-0. They're 0-2. Um, I think the Redskins did have a game surprisingly good against the Rams, but I'm not, I don't believe in the Redskins. I don't believe in them. I, I, I got to go with the Giants at home. Um, and frankly, I asked uh, a lot of Cowboy fans, and I didn't get a straight answer. Who do we root for? Because if the Giants win, then they're both 1-2. and two. If the Redskins win, then the Giants go to 0-3, and, and it really puts them in a big hole. So who do you go for? And I decided I want 1-2. and two. I want the Cowboys, obviously, to win and go to 3-0. and oh. And if both teams are at 1-2, and two, then they're two games behind. And um, hopefully the Eagles lose to um, – um, I think they play the Jets. Hopefully the Eagles lose that game. So anyway um, – all right, so uh, three of us got the Giants, one got the Redskins. The Bengals at the Ravens. This is K-Star's division, so we'll start with K-Star. Hmm. I'll go on to Baltimore. They um, 0-2, Bengals 2-0. Uh, I, I just think they kind of get back into the winning column, especially playing at home. And uh, I think this is one of those bad Andy Dalton games where it's just like one of those games where you're like, oh, hey, <laughs> this is why they haven't won a playoff game and four or five years. Um, so I'm going to go with Baltimore. I like their defense still. 
Yeah, but for the record, Marvin Lewis has never won a playoff game. Anyway, okay, you got the Ravens. Uh, Dr. Train? I don't think I'm going to go with the Ravens, man. I, I can't. Same as Rio with the Giants. I can't see them falling up to 0-3. You know, still solid team. And I see them at least getting this one there at home. Okay. JB? Same boat. Ravens. Same reason. Ravens. Unanimous. Ravens. They're not going 0-3 in their home. Ravens. All right. Um this is a very interesting game right here. I'm curious. This this one next game is very interesting. The Oakland Raiders at one and one at the Cleveland Browns one and one. Uh let's start with K Star on this one as well, because the Browns are in his division. And do you believe in Johnny Manziel? Do you believe? K Star. Not no, not this week. Uh, I like Oakland. I like Latavius Murray in this matchup. Uh, Browns' first defense is not very good, and Latavius Murray is a good back. I like Amari Cooper as well to, to make some plays. So who do you – I'm sorry. It's, I felt like it, you were breaking up a little bit. Who Raiders. do you got? Raiders. Okay. Oakland. Okay, Raiders. All right. Uh, Dr. Train? Wow, this really is a tough one. And it sounded like you just you, – you made a – you threw a stone at the Browns' defense. Uh, and their defense played pretty well this past week. Um, because they're at home right now, this might be a flip-flop, but for right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to pick the Browns. Okay. JB? Yeah, you know, I'm going with the Browns, too, because of them being at home. The Rays got to travel across country for a 1 o'clock game. Um, that Browns defense, I think, is going to continue to play well. So I'm going with the Browns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we talked about the 49ers coming to Pittsburgh and having to go across country, and we saw, and I mean, obviously that wasn't the only reason, but certainly travel is an impact, and we saw the, you know, the Steelers whoop up on them pretty good. Um, I think Manziel is going to start to get a little comfortable. You know, let us not forget he is a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback. Um, so there is there is some pedigree there. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Browns as well. And I, yeah, I mean, how can you pick the Raiders to do anything? I mean, uh, yeah, they're a little bit better this year than they've been, but eh, it's still the Raiders. Um, all right. Uh, the Colts 0-2 at the Titans, and Mr. Mariota at one and one. Let's go with Dr. Train first. Every time I pick the Titans, they lose. I'm not picking them anymore. You know what I'm saying? The Colts, they need to turn this thing around. So let's go, Andrew. Look, get lucky. You're going to need it. Okay. You got the Colts. K-Star. Yeah, this is the Colts bounce back game. This is not the Chets defense. This is not the Buffalo Bills defense. This is the Titans defense. So they're going to win big. Okay. JB? You know, I'm going with the Colts myself. Uh, I can't see them going 0-3. I think they are going to have a, one heck of a practice week this week. And I'm going to put a something on the Titans. Going with Colts. All right. Unanimous Colts. They ain't going 0-3. And Andrew Luck is too talented to sit here and lose to Mariota. It's not going to happen. Um, all right. Steelers 1-1. One one. Rams 1-1. One one. Steelers visiting the Rams. K-Star, this one's on you, brother. Oh, man. The return of Keen Le'Veon. 
Let's go, Steelers. Our offense is just on some next-level stuff right now. I'm really excited. I think the offense is going to get going. This is a tough place to play, uh, but I think our, our offense is better than what their defense has to offer, Pittsburgh. Okay. Dr. Train? Uh, you know, I want to apologize to you against Steelers last week. <laughs> that was a horrible choice. <laughs> and Big Ben is my fantasy football quarterback. But yeah. with returning Le'Veon Bell, man. Um, I'm definitely going with the Steelers. I, I the the Rams looked strong in week one and they really did flop hard last week. I forgot who they played. They the team that I did not expect them to lose to. So Redskins. I'm definitely going with them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. After stuffing uh uh beast mode, they let yeah. Matt Jones yeah. run all over them. Yeah. Dude, seriously? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with this Steelers. Okay. JB? Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty easy to work with Steelers. The offers are just too strong right now. Although I think the Rams' defense is going to try and do the best to get them fit. It's not enough. Not with Bell coming back. Uh-uh. Listen, Bell is back. I guess me and K-Star are brothers from other mothers tonight. Bell is back. The Rams... Played a division game tough and beat the Seahawks first week, and then and then blew it against a, a team that no one thought would win more more than four games this year, the Redskins. Um, now the Steelers are coming to down coming to town with their All Pro superstar running back already, adding that to a high powered offense. Man, I, I mean, I love Jeff Fisher as a defensive mind, but um, Nick Foles against Ben Roethlisberger, come on, man. You know, come on, man. Give me a break. Still is gonna romp these dudes, man. This 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 one could get, this one could get nasty. Still is gonna romp these dudes. I'm sorry, Casey. I, I love you tonight. I know I, I know you're loving me tonight, man. But you know what? Because you know why? Because I'm honest, right? Right? I've been trying to teach you for years. You 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 your football knowledge comes first, and then loyalties you slide it in. And I'm telling you, I respect your offense. I respect your your offense is insane. It's it's Patriot level offense. And now you're bringing Bell back to the mix, man. These cats ain't gonna be gonna handle y'all tonight. I mean, uh, Sunday, one o'clock game. So yeah, Steelers, right. Steelers all day. Um, now don't blow this game. Have me have to come on here and say, "What the hell, K Star?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen, but you never know. Actually, big things. Yeah, because you know we've been down this road before. A long time ago. We don't got to bring up old shit. Really? All right. <laughs> Obviously, Steelers won this game. They're on defense, uh, total yards and scoring. Playing most one of the most anemic offenses in all football. Um, the ankle for Big Ben is a lot better than what it was uh, against San Francisco, which is definitely uh, good news. But uh, while we lost Mendo Hall, you know, again, uh, Mike Wallace and Antonio Brown, two prolific receivers for us. Uh, I just don't see how you know Tim Tebow and the Broncos can match us point for point uh, at, at mile high. Um, again, that offense is just horrendous to begin with, and they're playing against number one defense in the league. Uh, Troy Polamalu, James Harris, Lamar Woolsey, the Cone for you, Tim Tebow. I love you, but not this Sunday. Not this time. Yeah, I the logic was so sound. It was so the logic was so there. I did, you know, but but minute, there's a part two to this clip. I I can't play one without the other. Hold on, hold on. Or you don't want to come on the Madden voice if y'all lose to Denver, man. Oh, now I'm again. I would forever hate Tim Tebow. I'm gonna get on oh, track. Get on track. <laughs> okay, with what you gave me about Romo, 
and how uh, uh, this and that and Romo and he didn't do it and blah, 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 all that bull. Man, do not. I'm going to tell you now, get a flu, <laughs> get a cold, get something, man. Sprain a, get a high ankle sprain, something. But you don't want to come on the Madden voice next Tuesday night. If I don't care how, I don't care if Ben gets knocked out the first play and don't play the whole game. Don't come on the show next week because there's no way on earth the Steelers should lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, tonight I said Antonio Brown right now, best wide receiver in the NFL. No one's playing better than Antonio Brown. I gave you that. I, 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 I said the, Steel, the Steelers right now are going to are gonna win the division and the Bengals ain't going nowhere because the Steelers are just too strong offensively. Now I'm telling you against a defense that everybody respects in St. Louis, that the Steelers are going to win. I have sold out to you this week. Don't disappoint yeah. me, K-Star. Don't disappoint me. <laughs> All right. All right. Jaguars. Jay, Jay had some kind words about the Jaguars in the preseason. I laughed at him after week one, and then I had to eat my words after week two. So maybe Jay knew something I didn't know. Jaguars at one and one didn't look bad last week. But they're going against the juggernaut right now. They're going to New England. They're going to Foxborough. It's about 75, 80 minutes from my house. Foxborough is. Um, uh, no, I will not be there. But they're going to play the New England Patriots. Tom Brady, Ron Grabkowski, Julian Edelman. I mean, come on, man. I'm going to take this one first, then go to JB, because this one is just easy for me. It's going to be the Patriots. They're going to 3-0 and because they're just that doggone good. Uh, JB, how you feel about your Jags? Not your Jags, but the team that you said look out for. Do they have a chance in this game? Not at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. no way in God's green earth. Uh-uh. Keep watching out for the Jags, just not this week. Pats all day. Okay, okay. Um, 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 Dr. Train. Okay. K-Star. Patriots. Okay. So what you guys are saying is... Train is over there dancing right now. I can see through my computer that Train got up and started dancing. But what you're saying is they have no chance to win this game. That's what you're saying. Okay. We agree, Patriots. All right, moving along. Chargers, one and one. Vikings, one and one. Uh, Let's go to Dr. Train on this one. Oh, sorry. That's all right. Come on. um, I'm I'm at the man. I'm going to have to go with the Chargers on this one. Uh, this may be a flip-flop, but for right now, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the Chargers. Okay. K-Star? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Minnesota. I don't feel great about it, obviously, but Adrian Pierce looked awesome last week. Just awesome. Okay. JB? Yeah, I'm going with the Vikings, too, um, not just because of Peterson, although that's a big main reason, but Sweetwater just seems to be 
a little bit ahead of the time, shall we say. He seems to be coming into his own. I like him. I like the Vikings in this one. Okay. Uh, pick him game to me. I don't know what the line is. It can't be more than two or three points either way. I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, I just feel like they just um, – Peterson, is, you know, obviously, I mean, no one's surprised, 134 yards rushing this past Sunday. You can't even be surprised. The guy's just insane. That's why That's why Dallas tried to get him. They couldn't swing it, but that's why they tried to get him because you know what you're going to get with him. Um, but that said, I, I'm still going to go with the veteran. I'm going to go with Phillip Rivers to pull this one out. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um it is unlikely that Drew Brees will play on Sunday, from what I'm hearing. And um, we have the Saints visiting the Panthers. Saints are 0-2. Panthers are 2-0. Uh, I'm going to just say, is anybody picking the Saints? Because I'm picking the Panthers. Is anybody picking the Saints? Not without Let- Drew Brees. All right. All right. No. Well, let's move <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, they're not, you know, without Drew Brees, they don't have a chance against the Panthers in in Carolina. They don't have a chance. Okay, so that's unanimous. All right, two and zero battles of the undefeated. I think this might be the only two and zero versus two and zero game. Um, as I look down the schedule, I think this is the only one of the weekend. And uh, the Atlanta Falcons come to Texas, uh, uh, not Texas Stadium anymore. I'm living in the past. AT and T Stadium to play the Romulus. Des Bryantless, Dallas Cowboys. JB, I'm going to give you the floor on this one. And can you convince, because, you know, I tried to convince these guys last week to go with the Cowboys over the Eagles, and it didn't work. And, and so, you know, so I'm going to let you try to convince them that the Cowboys are going to hold home court and beat the Falcons. Educate them on why that's going to happen, JB. I'm going with the Cowboys because of that offensive line. I think they're going to be able to move the ball, eat up the clock, keep that ball away. JB. We have a running game uh, with, with oh, Kevin Campbell. You hear me? Okay. With, with um, yep. Kevin Coleman being out, they don't have the running game that, that they would hope to have, at least for this game anyway. And I think if, if they can control the ball, Set up that good defensive scheme that I'm sure Marinelli is going to brew up. They got a chance to win this one. I'm going with the Cowboys. And and let me add one thing. Um, I know you guys are going to look at Julio Jones and say, Scandrick's out, what can the Cowboys do? But I will remind you that while Odell Beckham is not Julio Jones, Julio Jones just yet, Odell Beckham is pretty good wide receiver, and he really didn't do much against the Cowboys in week one. Um, and you really didn't see anybody in Philly in the passing game hurt Dallas in week two. So I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out there. Um, obviously, I'm agreeing with JB. I'm going with the Cowboys at home. Um, Dr. Train, who you got and why? Uh, no matter. Listen to quarterback receives. And until I see otherwise, I'm really going to go with it, go with it line on this. It's just one of the tough. I think this is just one of the tougher matches for you guys without without at least having. Okay, you gotta learn. You gotta learn the hard way. Didn't go with me last weekend with the Eagles and the Cowboys, and I gotta come back and go and land. that can't hold that one against me. Some other dude made my pick. <laughs> oh, that was good. I like that. That was. Good. That was good. All right, K-Star, you're the last. Come on, man. I had your back all night, K-Star. What you got, K-Star? 
Well, you got a knife in your back because I'm picking Atlanta. This missing fism right here, man. This missing fism right here, man. This dude right here, man. Hey, come on for you, King Star. Blow it out your ass. Hey, man, I'm sorry. This dude, man. Knock me uh, all up man. in my back, man. Good God. <laughs> Because you're going to see the Cowboys going to pull this one out. You know? I, you know, the game I'm going to have a problem with is when we have to go up and pick again, and pick the, the Patriots. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, and I, I got to I gotta stick by my word. I can't pick against my team, but that's <laughs> boy. Um, we right, do a lot of lying that night. Oh, I'm going to do a lot of lying. I'm a man. I'm woo boy. I'm, I'm make Donald Trump look like a homeless person. I'm going to be so good on the mic. Um, um yeah, 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 y'all, man, y'all, y'all, y'all don't, y'all don't understand, man. Y'all don't understand. Dallas is home. The defense is tight. The defense is tight, and Whedon is gonna do enough to win this game. He ain't Romo, but he came in off the bench cold, man. Seven for seven and, and a touchdown pass off the bench. Come on, man. Okay. Stop <sighs> man. All right. Moving on, moving on. It's okay, stick with you. Hey, go ahead, man. Be, me and JB against the world. We're used to this, right, bro? We done been down this road before, man. That's all right. That's all right. All right. Eagles Eagles at Jets 2-0. I'm going to take this one first. I'm going to take this one first. I have been struggling with this one all week, even though it's only Tuesday. I have been struggling because I can't picture the Eagles going to 0-3, but I can't picture the Eagles going to New York and beating the Jets at in New York, the way they've been playing and the way that defense has been playing. So I'm on the fence. I've been on the fence. I'm making a decision right now, and it's not an easy one. But I I just don't – I just think Chip Kelly is too arrogant. He's not going to change. He's not going to adjust, as K-Star stated. He feels like what he has is going to work. It's what he's always done, and he's not gonna all of a sudden change it into a scheme that's gonna that's gonna base based on the players and not based on him. It's not gonna happen. Not. That's why he went and got all them players because he felt like. And and even Deion Sanders said, "Did you get DeMarco Murray because you wanted him in your scheme, or did you go get him because you didn't want him in Dallas anymore? Because you ain't using him like he's supposed to be used." And that was a very valid point. So with all that being said, and Sam Bradford just ain't looking like an NFL quarterback. He looks tentative. He looks scared. I'm going with the Jets at home. I think – and let's let's be clear. Todd Bowles, who is their coach, was a um, secondary coach for the Cowboys. Okay? So he has seen Chip Kelly's defense before. As a member uh, three years ago, two years ago, secondary coach for the Dallas Cowboys. So he's seen this before. I want to say three years ago, because I don't think he was in Arizona very long. Um, he did a phenomenal job over there. So he's seen this before, okay? I'm just saying. So I'm going with the Jets. All right, I'm done. Um, JB, who you got? Yeah, I'm going with the Jets, too. And, and, and like UT, it's a tough one because I can't see the Eagles going to 0-3, but at the same token, I can't see them being able to pick up the pieces that fast on the road against a Jets team that looks, Pretty doggone good last night against a, a, 
an older two Colts team that's really better than what their record is. So I'm going with the Jets. All right. K-Star. Jets are coming off that emotional high. The Eagles are coming off that very, very low point. And I think the Eagles are going to make some adjustments this week, uh, just some little wrinkles, and they're going to sneak out with a win. It's going to be ugly, but they're going to, I, feel, I feel like they're going to make enough plays to come out. And not fall to 0-3. Okay. Dr. Train. I don't know why this one's so hard. Easy for me. The Jets' defense was phenomenal. The, the, the Eagles couldn't handle Dallas' defense. I do think the Jets' defense is slightly better, but the Eagles can't handle a good defense right now. With nothing they put I'm sorry. I don't see anything in there that just makes me think that they're going to give Darrell Revis a tough time. Seriously? How? Man. Man. Yeah, more than one player. Man. Jet. Yeah, but damn, Darrell Reeves is a game changer, though, bro. <laughs> I mean, Listen, I know who's on the other side. Change. He's great. <laughs> you know? What a week is out. You saw the chance right. You're going to do it right. So, three to one. Three against, three against one on that one. Yeah, I'm curious about that game. I, I, I'm gonna, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I know we got to get out of here. I'm gonna miss for the first time in years because I had already made these plans. I'm going somewhere this weekend for a couple of days. I won't be back till later Sunday afternoon. And I had made these plans previously, and the game ain't on TV locally, the Cowboys, so I can't even record it to watch it. So I'm really bummed. I'm gonna miss the my first Cowboy game in years, but I had already made these plans, so I'm, I'm really not happy. But anyway, um, Tampa Bay, you know, y'all, y'all like, can we go to the next game, T? Because that's your business. Uh, Tampa Bay, 1-1 one and one at Houston, 0-2. Oh um, Hard Knocks sold me a dream, to quote Dr. Train. I thought Houston was going to be a much better team. They can't even figure out who their quarterback is. Um, Winston looked much better. Game is a second game getting you know a little more comfortable with the speed of the game um I, I don't like what i'm seeing in houston i don't so i'm I, even though they're in houston i'm going with tampa bay i really am i'm not impressed with houston at all right now i'm going with tampa bay so i'll take this one because i can tampa bay um dr train who you got no i like my man yeah. um this is a tough one for me um, right now I'm going to roll with Texas at home, and uh, I, I think my kids take advantage of this, one, but this will definitely be up to a flop for the week though. With so right now I'm just going to say Texas. Now I will say this: if Arian Foster plays, I will change my pick. Right now, it, it, it's not clear whether he's going to play or not. Um, but if Foster plays, I will tell you now. I will go back and pick the Texans. He's a game changer too, and and if he's gonna play, I feel a lot better about that team. So just just putting that out there right now. Advantage right. JJ Watt, just so you understand. Advantage JJ Watt. That offensive line is horrible. Okay, that's a good point. That's a, actually a very good point. I didn't even consider that. That's a very good point. Okay, I'm still gonna stick with Tampa Bay for now. But if Foster comes back and they say he's con- he's confirmed to start, I'm gonna switch to the Texans. Okay, so I got the Bucks right now. Train's got the Texans. Uh, JB, who you got? 
said we've got the Texas also, and I was thinking the same thing that Dr. Train was thinking. You've got a porous offensive line, and you've got the the, the beast of them all, and J.J. Watt on the other side. I'll take the Texas. That is an excellent point. I can't even I can't even refute that. That's an excellent point. Um, K Star. Yeah, I'm going with the Texans as well. JJ Watt meets James Winston. Mm. Or the other way around. Yeah. You know what? I'm making it, I'm gonna just go ahead and switch it now. You guys talked me into it. I didn't even consider that. That's a, no, it is it's an excellent point. I forgot their offensive line is horrible and JJ Watt, I mean, we know what JJ Watt can do and I totally forgot about their offensive line and that throwing the fact that an Arian Foster might be playing too. Uh, yeah, that changes things quite a bit for me. So you talked me into it. I made my switch already. I'm going with the Texans. Matter of fact, remember, I was a, I was on the Texans bandwagon at the beginning of the season. Um, they just disappoint me at 0-2. But, um, so I'm with you guys, Texans. You talked me into it. Uh, division game, San Francisco 49ers. We thought they were dead. They're not quite dead yet, 1-1. One um, they didn't show up against the Steelers, but, you know, you go to Pittsburgh, travel across the country, okay. Um, this is a much closer travel for them. They're going to Phoenix uh, to play the Cardinals. Cardinals are 2-0, 49ers are 1-1. NFC game, let's start with Dr. Train on this one. Who you got? When I just look at these teams, this, I think this will probably be a pretty good game, uh, definitely because this is a easy game. When I look at these teams, though, uh, I just think Arizona is, is – it's just slightly the better team, and they're at home. And uh, yeah, I got I got to go with some Cardinals, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. JB. Yeah, I got the Cardinals too. I think from top to bottom, they're overall a better team. Like we talked about with San Francisco in the preseason uh, and starting in the regular season, I still don't see that identity that I was seeing in the past from them. And Carson Palmer is playing lights out. Um, you can't take that away from him, so I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Can you believe one of my fan, one of the two fantasy leagues? I honestly don't remember which one right now. Um, I think it's the AFL. Actually, I actually he was my backup quarterback. I was actually able to nab Carson Palmer as my backup quarterback, and now he's going to be my starter because Breeze is um, clearly hurting. Um, and he is playing lights out. I'm, I was actually surprised he was out there. But anyway, okay, so we got two for the Cardinals. Uh, K-Star. Yeah, uh, I'm also picking Arizona. Okay. Unanimous, Arizona. Uh, Carson Palmer's playing lights out. The defense is tough. San Francisco had one good game, but we you know, I got to see a little bit more from them. Uh, Buffalo 1-1, one and one, Miami 1-1. One and one. This is really – Man, this is if there's a pick'em game in the schedule this week, this is it. Pick'em. Buffalo one and one, Miami one and one in Miami. I'll start with this one. I'm gonna go with Miami because they're home. And that's the absolute only reason. If it was in Buffalo, I'd pick Buffalo. It's in Miami, I'm picking Miami because they're home. That's it. Home field advantage. Um K Star, who you got? Uh, this is Miami Buffalo game, correct? Yes. Uh, man, this is tough. I'm going to go with Miami at home. I just think that their defense will play uh, a much different level at home, and um, they'll force Tyrod into a couple mistakes and win the game. Um, now, Tannehill had an ankle issue. He's supposed to play. If that changes, I reserve the right to come back and change that. But if Tannehill plays in Miami, okay. Uh, Dr. Train? I'm 
on the go with Sexy Rex and Tick with Buffalo. Just, okay. uh, I, I just expect a much better play out of out of out of my head.
All right. Yeah, it's unanimous, Denver. And, you know, I got to love it because you see the Detroit go to 0-3 would be lovely. You know, it, it would just absolutely be lovely. Um, and, frankly, I wouldn't mind seeing the Bears pull out a win and, and send the Seahawks to 0-3. It ain't going to happen, but it would be nice. Um, the, some of these matchups are pretty hot. They're pretty hot. Last game of the week, Kansas City Chiefs at 1-1, one one, traveling to Green Bay at 2-0. and Listen, is anybody going to pick Kansas City? Because, uh, you know, come on, man. In Green Bay Monday night, is anybody picking Kansas City? No. I'd pick them if it was in Kansas City. But... Okay. All right, all right, you know. Um, you know, one last topic before we get on out of here. You know, it's almost 1130 Eastern time. A lot of conversation about bringing Tim Tebow to Dallas. That ain't happening. And then I hear that Terrell Owens, one of my all-time favorite players on the Rich Eisen show, said that his agent called the Cowboys and said that they give the 41-year-old Terrell Owens a chance. Um, you know, give him a shot to come back to the Cowboys. So I thought I would just remind you of who Terrell Owens really is. Tony, you guys can point the finger at him. You you can talk about the vacation. And if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We lost to the team. We lost to the team, man. What could be real frustrating is this eight minute drive, ten minute drive, and then trying to turn around and get a 46 minute drive. That'd be hard to take, too, right? All right, enough of that. So, um, let me just say this before we get out of here. Um, Let's be honest. Let's just let's just say this. At 41, Terrell Owens is probably still in better shape than two thirds of the wide receivers in the NFL because he's a phenom. He's a physical phenom. Jerry Rice played to 42, 43 years old. Could T.O. theoretically still play in the NFL right now? I believe he can. Could he be productive in the NFL right now? I believe he could. I believe two thirds of the wide receivers he would be better than. He is a Hall of Famer. Should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's eligible next year. Um, if he comes back and does play for any team, he'd have to wait five more years. But right now, he's eligible for the 2016 Hall of Fame. And I believe because he is just a freak of nature that he could come back right now and play and be productive, and he could give you 40, 50 catches, six, seven, eight hundred yards, five or six touchdowns, and be a productive member of a lot of teams in the NFL. That said, it ain't happening. Teams are moving to the youth. They're moving younger. He, unfortunately, had too many issues of being accused of being a bad teammate um, sit up in the driveway and, and this, that, and the other, and he, he did it to himself. I love the guy. I really think I watched his show, and I wish he would get a chance with any team, even at 41, to show and, and get a chance one more shot with a contender. I wish he would. But Cowboy Nation, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Period. It ain't happening. He will never play in the NFL again. He will be in the Hall of Fame next year, I, I predict, and that's the end of that. Okay. Um, final comments, final words before we get out of here. JB, anything anything left? A lot of good games going to be on. There's going to probably be some upsets. Can't wait to see it. All right. K-Star. No, man, I pretty much spent. I'll say it a lot. <laughs> 
All right. So, I'm done. Good night, y'all. All right. Dr. Train. <laughs> Listen, man, the Bears season is done already, okay? All I got left is fantasy football, so I'm coming. I'm coming for it. I'm, 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 I have to win the championship tomorrow in freaking league. So, just so you know, I don't care nothing about the season. Real is going to be some good games. I won't be really rooting for my team, but, yeah, fantasy football is where it's at. That's my squad. Okay. All right. I, I only have one thing to say, and I'm going to say it every week. We're already going into week three, guys. Okay, already going into week three. So this season's gonna fly by. Enjoy it. Football is here. Embrace it. Love it. We don't really, honestly. Can you say who's going to the playoffs? Who's going to? The, we, we just don't know. There's teams looking good. There's teams looking bad. But there's still 14 games left. We still got a few weeks before uh, the first buys happen. You got guys like Romo and Breeze and Cutler going down. And, you know, you, you just don't know from one week to the next. You're one hit away from losing your superstar, and you're one play away from making a super play. It's unbelievable. I love it. Enjoy it. For Dr. Train, for K-Star, and for my brother JB, everybody enjoy their weeks. And remember, here on the Madden Voice, all feuds are settled on the field. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.